0: Court is civilized, isn't it? Bridge.
1: But I'm not. This is where the law stops. And I start. CineMigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts, John. Okay, sir, you're a Lebowski, I'm a Lebowski, that's terrific. Rob. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And Hydroverse. What country are you from? What? what? what ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and in what? Welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast where each week we introduce one or more of us to a film that we have not yet seen to help expand our cinematic horizon. I'm your host, Hydraberg today, and my co-host star, Rob. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And John. You, you, what up, what up? What's going on, fellas? Man, I'm
0: excited to talk about this film. Let's
1: do it. Absolutely, absolutely. This is our first episode of Cinemigos, so bear with us while we create uh, podcast magic. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, we are going to be covering a movie each week, where one of us or or two of us at least have maybe not seen that film. So we're introducing each other each week to a new film. At least somebody in that in the group will be learning something new and and seeing something new for the first time. I and that's it. the idea behind our show, The Cinemigos. Um, uh, like
0: we're we're already kind of doing that behind the scenes, like already. Yeah. So it's just that's like true. let's just record it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the that's the uh, that's that's the the main idea is just bullshit and hanging with buds and getting to know each other. And, um, you know, talking movies. So um, real quick, if you guys want to talk about uh, how we know each other and um, get that out of the way, uh, uh, me and Rob, we know each other f- through podcasting. Yes, sir. Uh,
0: so, yeah, like if uh, I'm Rob. Uh, some people listening, they might know me from my other podcast, The Circle of Jerks. Uh, or maybe you know me from my guest appearances from a cut above. I, I've been on a couple episodes of Hyderberg's podcast. Um and you know my whole life I've been a cinephile. I you know it's but it's only really been the past few years that I've been I've been reviewing films in a semi-pro fashion. Uh I watch just about anything from the greatest classics to the bottom of the barrel schlock and I love it all and I'm looking forward to you know kind of talking about these these films with you guys um and you know john i don't know as much you know we, i've just met him recently but I, I feel like we have a we're kindred spirits in, in, in a lot of ways so yeah, yeah really excited john yeah. what about you
2: i uh i have uh, recently met you guys through uh i was on uh waxing the porpoise uh great show
1: great show yeah Mm -hmm. hell
2: of a hell of a guys um it was real cool i did a couple episodes with them had fun doing it and then uh berg had reached out to me said hey man doing this thing if you're interested let me know and uh absolutely i was i already kind of thinking about you know wanting to get my my foot in the game so uh excited to hop in i've never really done this for movies per se right um I stream and play a lot of old school video games. So, you know, I'm used to hanging out, talking shit with people, just joking around. Uh, and I'm excited to do that with these movies because I've seen a lot of movies, but there's definitely a, a large amount that I haven't seen. So I'm excited to, to bring those on and expand the horizon.
1: Yeah, I think awesome. that'll be like the best part of, of doing this show is um, because I also have a podcast called the cut above horror review where we review only horror movies and that's what we love i'm a big horror buff and my co-host john and Jacqueline really love that genre the most but i do love other movies and so having talked to rob a lot recently behind the scenes just about movies we thought why don't we just do this on you know record it and try and make a podcast on it so and uh John, I've heard you on Waxing the Porpoise several times because I'm a big fan of that show. I'm friends with G-Baby. We all met through the Straight Chilling podcast. And that's how I met Jacqueline and John and got my podcast going. So it's like, I don't know, it's just like a, a well of people that I've I've met through doing podcasting. Um, and to pull from that well, like, hey, let's, let's talk movies. Like, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah,
0: that's awesome. This is like yeah. the street chilling podcast like network that we're in. Like it's just this like ever growing like group of people. <laughs>
1: I mean, there is there is there is a thing to them where a lot of people that are fans of theirs have started their own shows. So it, it is an interesting uh cause and effect sort of yeah scenario. Um it's a cool thing though. And it's created yeah. you know, a community where you can um meet people and do projects like what we're doing today. So
0: yeah, I've met people and become friends with people I never expected to become friends with. And that's even though, yeah, we're all in different areas of the country. Like it does. For me, it doesn't matter. It's like, uh, yeah, Heidelberg's over on the East Coast. You know, you're you're up north, uh, John. But I think it doesn't matter. You know, it's that it, it, we're going to create a great friendship. And, you know, whether it be through movies or games or whatever, it's awesome. Uh, and I love it.
1: Yeah. And I love that. um this this podcast will give me a chance to like really dip into a lot of things that um you know I'm, I've been missing in in movies uh, older films and different genres that maybe I just haven't like poked around in as much like hidden gems stuff like that that's what I hope to like kind of find with this show.
0: Get ready for my
1: seventy year old man picks. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> black and white silent films every week.
2: From-
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no, yeah. I mean, it's just gonna. I think it. It's just fun to like shoot the shit about a film and to uh, watch something out of your wheelhouse sometimes is cool. Cause it, like we said, it broadens your hor- your horizons and introduces you to new things that you didn't, maybe you didn't think you were into and you're like, Oh shit. Like these are interesting films. I like these. So totally. yeah. So with that said uh, tonight is my pick. We're going to, what we're going to do is rotate each week and pick a different film. So we're going to jump around in genres and errors and, all that stuff. We're gonna stay away mostly from horror because I already have a horror podcast. So but we might dip our toes here and there. But um
0: I got a couple of yeah. ghost
1: movies on my on my uh horizon in my okay, okay. Deal um them. yeah, so tonight is my pick, and I chose Cobra from nineteen eighty-six, starring Sly Stone. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, um, as Marion Cobretti. Yes, sir. Uh
0: directed by George uh, George P. Cosmatos, um, you might know him from, like, he's done a, a bunch of, you know, kind of films around that era. He, uh, Leviathan, Rambo 2, Cobra, Tombstone. Um, yeah, we got Sylvester Stallone as Marion Cabretti. Uh, Bridget Nielsen, uh, she, uh, who at the time was his wife, or was they were engaged to be married at the time. Uh, you've got a couple uh, like Renny Santoni and Andrew Robinson You know, uh, uh, they'd been in Dirty Harry together and now they're playing different characters here and uh, the antagonist the, the uh, Brian Thompson, he's the night stalker he's the villain of the film um, so we have all those characters those are kind of like the main characters that we're going to be in this movie um, a little bit of pre-production before we before we start, do you want to know how Cobra and uh, Beverly Hills cop are connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, why wouldn't I? <laughs> so, so I mean, we're all familiar with Beverly Hills cop, I assume, right?
1: Okay, Man, I'm not gonna fall for any banana in the tailpipe, bro. It's not
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you want to know who was initially cast to play Axel Foley? That would be Sylvester Stallone. What, he was, yeah, he was supposed to be Axel Foley, and so what he was also, hey, yo,
1: I'm Axel Foley,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he was also um, charged with like kind of working on the screenplay a little bit because uh, people don't realize Sylvester Stallone did a lot of like writing and producing and directing of these films that he's in. He's, yeah. he's not just an actor. He does a lot. So he was charged with like working on the screenplay for Beverly Hills Cop. Well, he ripped out all the comedy in Beverly Hills Cop and it was meant to be like a much more serious, you know, cop drama with him as the lead. Okay they, the producers of Beverly Hills Cop fucking hated it. They didn't want it. They didn't want it. They're like, no, sorry, we're not going to use this. And good the, thing
2: too. Yeah.
0: We're, yeah. That, it's, that was the better choice. Yeah. So the remnants of what Stallone had wrote for Beverly Hills Cop that was taken out, they he used that for this film. And that is, so essentially, we're kind of getting an idea of what a Beverly Hills Cop with Stallone as Axel Foley would be in this film. <laughs> that's kind of what happened here. That's wild. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that is what. Uh, yeah, that's how Beverly Hills Cop and Cobra are connected. So yeah, there you go. You get get some. Uh,
1: I didn't know that. That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, this is this is this is what I do on on our channel. We do something called cinematic archaeology. I'm I'm the cinematic archaeologist. I, I make. Yeah, these you're things. the
1: Sam Neill of. Uh,
0: ago <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. right. Life finds a way. Yes.
1: Oh my fucking god! It's a dinosaur. <laughs> na, 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 na. This is what I do. I interrupt people and I tell jokes. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's OK. Once like
1: in a while, I drop a gem of like, hey, this is interesting in this film, blah, blah, blah. Um,
0: and yeah, so that that's how that's kind of like the that's how this movie came into being. And this is the remnants of what Stallone's Beverly Hills Cop would have been. So you kind of get a little bit of an idea of what it would have looked like. Um why don't we? Do you, do you want to hear a little bit about like how people felt about the director? Because no one uh,
1: well, it. let's let's break into. Uh, I have a synopsis here for. Yeah, the okay, let's get
0: into the synopsis. Now I'll talk about how people we dropped that. The
1: director. Uh, also, uh, spoiler warning: I don't have a bump or anything for this, but uh, oh. spoiler warning: we are going to spoil this film. So uh, pause the podcast now if you want. If you have any interest in the nineteen eighty Cobra on Max alone. Um. Yes, it's streaming on Max right now. Um. It is a recommend. I would. I would recommend it if you want to check it out. If you like these kind of films, you automatically know. Uh, if I. If I say the word Stallone, that. Um. Whether you want to watch it or not, like I think that's a given right there. Like you're either a Stallone or you're really not. Easy. Yeah. So. But yeah, I have a little, just a tiny synopsis here from IMDb. Um. A tough on crime street cop must protect the only surviving witness to a strange murderous cult with far-reaching plans. That's it. That was my movie guy voice. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. In a world. Thank you. Thank you. In a world where Marion Cobretti is the only cop that can protect Bridget Nielsen. No, <laughs>
2: I was surprised when I saw that was her. I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, I, I didn't put it together who she was. And then once I saw like uh, on IMDb, looking at other pictures, and I seen, I was like, "Damn, she did. She was not fine back in the day. Good.
1: Yeah, she looked good in this movie." And, and I was well, like, "She's had yeah. a lot of trials and tribulations in her life. She's she's had a lot of setbacks." So, but yes. there's also like a segment in
0: the movie too, like where they definitely are uh, paying homage to Rocky Four, which came out like the year before this, and did it. Yeah, so that, that photo set, like like one of her costumes that she's wearing is yeah. her character Ivan Drago's wife. Right, right. Oh
1: shit, that's funny. Yeah,
0: that's a cool yeah. Easter. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I also wonder if like all the robots in that scene were like yeah. an homage to the robot, the robot
1: that, that he had. Right. Oh right. my god, dude, that yeah. robot yeah. scene was so cheesy. Like, we're, <laughs> we're I was backpack, like,
2: what but, the like, fuck like, is going on?
1: <laughs> that photo shoot was so '80s. It was yeah, like,
2: the-
0: insane. <laughs> I think it was paying homage to Rocky Ford. That's that's my
1: that's my guess. that's an interesting take actually, <laughs> and that would explain more why it's so kind of like ridiculous. And I love like we're, we're totally jumping ahead, but I I also wrote I love that that's like um, it's it butted up next to an homage. I mean an homage uh, like um, a scene where we get to see Cabretti and what's his name Gonzalez out on yeah. the street like looking for information right right they're just like out and about with the 80s music like out on the street yeah, yeah. Looking for <laughs> clues. you know what i mean it's like that kind of song and they're like out there and then like we we get these jump cuts to her with the robots in different
0: yeah
2: and <laughs> wrote the no i couldn't i was like what the fuck is going on man and then like the, like because it's exactly like you're talking about, Berg. And it, you just see them going, they're snatching people up by the collars and shit, right? Yeah, and then it's like, they're robots in like
0: God noses it. <laughs>
2: and shit. I was just like, what? What is. I was waiting for the tie to come, right? And I was just like, all right, well, what the fuck is this scene? What are we doing? And then it's her as a model, right? And it's like a shoot. She's doing a photo shoot and shit. And it's like, I, that, that, yeah, that was, that, that was weird. Yeah.
1: Uh, real quick, if I could back it up, because this is our first episode. I totally forgot. I kind of skipped like why I picked this film and like whether who's seen it or not, because I feel like that's a thing that we should. definitely. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, we definitely we should do, definitely do that, because
1: uh, that's part of our, our whole thing. Like um, right. I picked this film. Uh, this is just one of the many like 80s action films I grew up with. You know what I mean? Like having HBO back in the day. And it's a cop film, which the 80s were loaded with. Yeah. And to me, it's just it's a good film. I think Stallone is his usual like macho self. But but it it works well for this character. And I think it's one of his better films, to be honest. Like it's one that stands out to me. I know, like it's got its issues, but it's a fun film for the most part. And that's why I've always like kind of held on to it in my mental space. You know, what I mean, it's yeah, it's always got a space in my brain. Um, it's got guns, sick cars, a great villain and babes. I mean, like, what more do you need from 80s action? that is exa- that is
0: it's the epitome of 80s action and it's awesome like i had never seen this before but it I, oozes 80s for me i was like how did i miss this cuz i i would have loved this growing up as as a kid and yeah like i had never seen it before and it was is it like the greatest film of all time no but it's fun and that's
1: that's kind of what films are supposed to be they're supposed to be fun rob i don't know if you know um do you know who the um cinematographer was
0: Oh, uh, I you know what I had his name. Hold on a second.
1: I I know because he's mentioned in the um he's mentioned in, in that, that Brian YouTube, Thompson yeah, that interview. Or, yeah, because he, yeah. uh, he was very. It seems like he was like monumental in making this film what it is uh, the yeah. the really good things that shine. So like I have in my notes like right away. Um, just starting from like the beginning of the film. Like I don't know how we're gonna exactly structure our, our conversation at the time, but for right now, I just wanted to start on that opening scene of like yeah. we get Cobretti. <laughs> Great name, by the way, Marion. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Marion is also uh, it's still, Marion is the real name of John Wayne, and that's why he was going. That was why he's named okay. Marion. Yeah.
1: So, uh, his parents were John Wayne fans.
0: Well, no, like I, I assume so, but like that's why the character is named Marion is okay. like, because Isn't it's paying homage fashion. to John Wayne.
1: Interesting. I like that. So he's like reciting to all of us the statistics on crime in America at the time. Um, on a daily basis. And it's with the image of his like cobra plated Beretta, which is fucking dope. That oh, right? thing was badass. <laughs> and it sets the tone like so well for this film, in my opinion, just that intro. And I was just amazed at the all oh, the rapes. It was like 200- it 250 <laughs> a day. Holy I was trying to do the day. math
2: or an hour or something like that, right?
1: Yeah. But then, like, with all that said, like, I really did love the opening. I think that, like, that monologue. Coupled with like the reveal of the Cobra title card in red and black with the biker coming over, and like yeah. it's, the red is all like it's saturation from like the um, you know, the sun in the background, like the California sun. And yeah. I just think it was like, as and we don't know who the motorcyclist is yet. We're like, is that Cobra? Or, like, there was a moment where I rewatched because I haven't seen this film in a while, and I was like, was that the Knights uh slasher? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I I remembered like we find out later on it's just like one of the followers of the I yeah the, uh,
0: the well it's a nice cult, soccer
1: cult I guess like I don't know what you know would what call they're called I'm just calling them the axe cult the axe body wash <laughs> um, cult.
0: so uh, so but, the cinematographer is Rick Waite.
1: yeah so like that scene right away I was like damn like no matter how cheap this movie may be like that scene looks beautiful yeah I love the whole the movie looks is. beautiful it does it's very good it's it's very well shot um. I think it does look really good just from the onset, like, man, that there's that, I, there's something about red and black that I love. And then yeah. this film captures kind of like, um, Oh wait, it's not California. This is Miami, right? Or is this California? No, it's California. It is I, California. My bad. Yeah, Cause I forgot, but he lives by the beach. So I was like, it kind of has that Miami vibe too, but yeah, it's, sure. Cal- it's it reminds me of um, GTA a little yeah. bit.
0: <laughs> my city. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, what do you guys think of like the, uh, you know, the look of the film and like some of the, the way it's shot.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was real interesting, too, Uh, because the 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 Brian Thompson interview that we watched, like hearing him talk about that, that guy specifically. Rick Waits is what you said it
1: was. Yeah, he helped him like with advice on. Yeah,
2: he said he had never he, he gained more knowledge from that one guy from that one set than he had from anybody else
1: ever. And yeah, I, I took that away, too. I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
2: that's crazy. But uh, it, yeah, no, a, a lot of really good shots. Uh, you know, hearing him talk about some of the stunt stuff was kind of wild. It just uh, it looked good. It looked good. It was interesting to hear, too, like when when Sylvester was there. Right. He was the guy who was like, well, two cameras here. We're going to do this in three shots. I want one camera here and, and I'm going to come in. And it's going to be yeah." Real- he
1: had the vision.
2: Yeah, it was it for sure. It was it was, it was him.
1: Yeah, it was Stallone's vision. So, so
0: speaking of that, so here, here's, here's the thing. So George Cosmatos is, he is the director, you know, I, I put that in, in
1: quotations. Yeah.
0: yeah in quote, you know, in air quotes. And most of his films, he is the quote unquote director,
1: and but he's directed never... some decent, some really good stuff. But yeah. that's the thing though. Like he actually
0: never, uh, to me, from what, it, from everything I've heard from like the actors that have worked with him on, and it's not just this film, but it's, tombstone it's uh rambo it's it's this he actually probably never yes he was the director name but he wasn't really the director he would make he he was almost like the assistant director because sylvester stallone directed this film okay uh and he also sylvester stallone also directed rambo too he also wrote part of that film yeah um, so, stallone wrote this film yeah stallone wrote this film uh, I know, uh, tombstone.
2: tombstone had some weird stuff too. No, right?
0: So, so yeah. So tombstone, uh, Kurt Russell directed that film. And, uh, cause I, I listened to a, uh, interview with Michael Bain and yeah, he says like, yeah, George Cosmanos did jack shit. And he, uh, he hated that guy like is, you know, cause he would treat like the, like when Kurt Russell wasn't on set, he would treat like people that were not of like the A-list level like shit and he you know he wasn't really around and everyone like i said everyone calls this guy george comatose because he's not
1: yeah what they said in the interview with brian thompson was that he was very nice when stallone was around directing right um with this almost like with he like he had his tail between his legs i guess that's kind of how it was like he would treat the a-listers really nice and just kind of oh yeah okay if
0: that's what you want to do let's do that But anytime like someone that was like under him, he would treat
1: them like dog shit. And then he was like supposedly like an asshole when he was the only guy around. Like when. he Yeah. And like you said, like, obviously, he's not going to piss off his A-list fucking crew because that's how he'll never get another job. But, you know, the the people under those people, he could probably get away with talking down to, which is a problem. With Which is why he's like connected with
0: him. these like you know awesome movies like I like said this.
1: I mean this I gotta guy. give the guy credit. I'm sure he did something to Absolutely. get these projects. You know no, I'm I feel like saying- he's the guy that they know that like can take like he he can take the sidelines when uh they're like a studio is letting someone like a Stallone direct, but yeah, they yeah. can't. They don't want to. They don't want to feel comfortable coming out and saying that it's Stallone's movie. Be, I don't know right. because like oh well the, people aren't gonna believe that he directed it or like people won't go see it or I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but. Yeah, he's he's like the the guy that they put in charge, sort of in quotations. But I feel like there's definitely a reason, probably because he gets shit done at the same time. So like, well, I'm not saying when he, he was did. in charge of some of the B stuff and like the other shots that weren't as important. Like I'm sure he was getting it done. Yeah, but he, he's a dickhead about it. it sounds like. Right. I think
0: he acted so, more. He would act more as like a second unit director, like, yeah. kind of like where they're doing like kind of like you know the action scenes that doesn't doesn't necessarily like deal with the stars that's when he was really in charge. But when it came to how, how are we going to frame this for like me as Stallone? How are we going to frame that? So he was like essentially Stallone's like, like his assistant director. I'm in the scene. So obviously I can't hold the camera. So I want you to do it this way. I want you this way. Okay. You got it, buddy. And that's, and I mean, that takes skill too. I'm not saying that I could do what George Cusman. I mean, he
2: knows his thing. There's a talent to being able to fall back and let people do what they need yeah. to do
0: when
1: it needs I to. I mean, happen. regardless, I mean, look, his name is attached to Tombstone and mine's not, so he did something right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, just to just to touch on, I may be shouting. I don't know. I'm getting excited.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: exciting me. but um, his son, Panos Cosmatos, is a well-known director who does a lot of horror stuff. Oh um, shit! I didn't
2: know that. Um, he did Mandy.
1: That- uh, yeah. Was it Beyond did- the-, the Rainbow or something like that? Um, yeah. Something like that. I haven't that. seen that one. He did, um, oh man. I'm gonna get my my horror fucking cred pulled. He did. He did a, a short on, well, not a short, but an episode of um, Cabinet of Curiosities. Del Toro, okay. which I recommend, guys. If you haven't seen that on Netflix, okay. it's really dope. But he did an episode of that. That's wild. And he just got a. He's got an eye for uh, for awesome cinema. Like he does some cool stuff with lighting and and stuff like that. His movies have a weird pace to them that some people I don't think get into, but they um they're interesting. He's I've heard Mandy is pretty awesome. Yeah. Huh? I've heard Mandy's awesome. I recommend Mandy. Yeah. It's like a exactly. slow burnish, but it gets, and it's one of, it's one of Nicolas Cage's like great. films, uh, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, Nicolas Cage sort of had, had, he's had like a Renaissance recently where he's like, Oh yeah. Oh, a Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's one of the films that kind of got that going again in his career, but he's always been working. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So like I said, he, I'm sure the guy is talented. That that's, no doubt about it. Like I said, he's, and he's connected himself with these great films. Yeah. so yeah. He's doing something right. I'm just saying like the way that he does treat people, like a lot of people have talked about it. Yeah. Michael Thompson talks about it. Bro- I'm sorry. Brian Thompson talks about it. Michael Bain talks about it. Uh, I've heard several other interviews with people, like how they were treated by this guy. And
1: it's just like, yeah. not, not great. But, um, I don't know. I don't want to give that guy much, too much more spotlight. If he's yeah. not that kind of a guy. Dude, but, uh,
2: Brian Thompson, it was driving me crazy. I know I hit you guys, and I was like, I'm gonna have a story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching the movie, and each time he flashes up, I'm like, dude, where the fuck do I know this guy from? Uh, 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 a lot of guy, a lot of people might not know. Uh, I'm a diehard fighting game fan. Love fighting games. Uh, Mortal Kombat, especially. It's like my shit, right? Oh, and so I'm yeah, and yeah. I'm going, I'm going IMDb and I'm like, what the fuck? All right, I got to figure out where is this guy from? He's fucking Shao Kahn, the main villain in the second Mortal Kombat, which yeah, I yeah. saw in theaters as a kid. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that like Shao Kahn is one of the fu- he's like the greatest fucking villain in that series. Right. He's just this ultimate badass. And and he you know, he he kind of plays a, a similar role in this film, right, where he's just like this. Just this kind of big ass, brooding. Like he just he, go when he's like he's going through the door as fuck Whenever exactly. he's on screen, he just, yeah, and he's big, man. That guy was fucking jacked, bro. Fuck
1: yeah, he fuck was. You, he's pig. Guy, yeah, he's got that deep ass voice.
2: Yeah, that yeah Wanna die?
1: Yeah, pig.
2: he's so sick.
1: <laughs> that shot was sick too. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, no the,
0: his, his like real personality is so different from this character that he. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so,
1: he's good him so in. I watched recently a YouTube video after that interview that you sent me, Rob. I watched a YouTube video of just like 40 different roles that he he's been in Xena, Hercules, yeah. he was a Klingon and fucking like yeah, um Star Trek. Star Trek. He's been in fucking Mortal Kombat. He's had several act like regular, just like good ass acting roles. Um Terminator.
2: Yeah, Terminator, that's right. yeah. That's
1: right. He was one of the punks like with Bill Paxton, right? That's yeah, right. Bill
2: Paxton, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you were trying to do six degrees of Bill Paxson, that's that's it how is you pretty it right. quick. <laughs> yeah. from this yeah. Right, G-Baby? That's right. You, bro. Uh, but yeah, fucking. So like we're, while we're talking about him, let's just let's just delve into the Night Slasher a little bit because I like he's the guy like you recognize him from Mortal Kombat, right? right. This is the film that I recognize him and everything else. He's totally. When I see him in yeah. anything else, I go, that's the Night Slasher yep. from fucking Cobra because I grew up. <laughs> yeah. him. like So he for just- me, yeah such a unique look he does he's got like that like he's super built and like his face is rugged look yeah yeah and he's got those cheekbones and his face looks like it's been hit with like like harsh wind for like 20 years you know what i mean like it's hard lines weathered yeah he looks like an old catcher's mitt but like he's still handsome as fuck though i don't know but but he's brooding like you said john he's just brooding all the time and like a lot of (laughs) an old
0: catcher's mitt like oh my god
1: (laughs) his face looks like leather like a tough leather Yep. But he looks awesome. Like he's got a great look. He fucking pulls it off. I love it. Yeah, he does. Um, and he's scary as shit. He just looks fucking scary. He's carrying around that fucking ass knife.
2: To 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 cut back to the movie too. I I like as far as in the sequencing of it, right? So the the grocery store scene. Uh, I know oh, yeah, we're still kind of early out. early on it, right? But for for me, I was like, all right, we got we got this guy who's coming in, and you see him. He's got the leather jacket. You know, bumping people in the grocery store, you know, illegally
0: like, parking in the handicapped spot.
2: Yeah, this guy does not give a fuck. He's here to do, he he he's got he's clearly got something on his mind. Yeah, we right? see his
1: tattoo, like right. We see the axe thing. Yep.
2: Yeah. So that's that's what I guess uh I, I was trying to to I, I didn't really connect it, but so he was he was definitely a part of the cult. Like this is yeah. the the beginning yeah. of of kind of what their their thing is, right? And he uh I, it also yeah, sets up chaos. right right it sets up sly but what i speeches yeah yeah <laughs> uh i thought it was funny the grocery store guy comes up to him. I, and after he sees him like bump this chick hey bud yeah <laughs> hey pal hey pal like why do people use that phrase like that's like a it's is like, that a california nothing thing friendly about it like it's yeah. like a hey hey pal hey, Chief. Uh, what, what do you pal, hey, pal? And hey, it was just pal, like, it's
1: actually not a good, it's it's no. like, someone calls me pal. It doesn't make me feel all warm inside. Right. Like, like, it's like, like, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you call me pal, buddy. I'm not your yeah, friend. Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, pal. Hey they're cheap. But yeah, so I love that scene. But at the same time, when I'm rewatching it recently, I'm like, this motherfucker comes in, looks badass, got a shotgun. I got one issue, and I don't know if this bothers you guys. If I'm just this guy, but like he cocks the fucking shotgun, and the shell comes out. Like, why are you even doing that? Yeah. It's already yeah. loaded. Like, why, what do you? Why are you ejecting one of your rounds? So, like, that's yeah. weird, stupid. Or was, or was he like in a back alley somewhere, like shooting cans before he came in here, like taking <laughs> target himself practice? Target practice. <laughs> yeah, so like he had been to have an empty in there. I don't like it would eject it anyway. But maybe uh, maybe
0: he was like taking target practice at like the uh, the compound for the cult, and so he's like, I just you
1: know I got to make sure like, just something. That's just something that like movies do a lot, where they show people like, like you know fucking. I think they do
2: it for the for the crowd. I think it's supposed to be for like the the, the yeah, viewer, perhaps, right? Like people of,
1: that someone, don't like, know shit. Shotgun. It's like, yeah. oh, it's a reason, like he's it's The reason
0: why like in the Fast and the Furious
1: they like ship like nine hundred times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like, fuck that movie. Comes into this supermarket. And what is he like? Rob, you mentioned it. He doesn't shoot anybody. Right. <laughs> he just shoots all like <laughs> like. Like he, he gear, shoots some fucking, no, some shoots one guy. Yeah, but he shoots one that guy, guy later. Right? Yeah, he could have shot like, everybody there bitches. right now. God damn it! It was so odd to me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I think this was like a secretly he was like down with consumerism. He was like, no, fuck <laughs> this shit. Like, don't buy these products. Fuck this. Well, and he's was, like, take that, Captain Crunch. Yeah.
2: It was interesting to me when when uh Cobaretti rolls in though and he's talking to him right and he's like get the fucking cameras here I want two I want two cameras like it it seemed to me like it was setting up like especially when you find out that he's a part of the cult right. Yeah, he wants to spread like, that message. Exactly. Like this is the the kickoff where it's like hey we're 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 here uh, we're here and and uh, part of that YouTube interview was interesting too because you know Brian Thompson talks about trying to talk the character out And it was like they didn't have shit for him. It was just like, uh, yeah, man, just, you know, you're a night slasher and you're you're, you're killing unanimously without any thought. And so it it uh, it kind of seemed that way because it's this guy is there to get the message out, but he's he's not doing anything and he just ends up dead. So it's like it's it's hard for me to understand that part of the storytelling other than just just to create chaos. And maybe that's what the message was that
1: is the weakest part of this plot like this well and, the, and is here's, the, the axe cults or whatever they're called like we don't even know what they're called right like i, don't yeah, fit, I'll,
0: I didn't I'll, just, I'll
1: get it th- i'll get to that at the end because there's actually fun, like, right? as far as the movie conveying those those parts, yeah like, it doesn't it, do it very well yeah no it doesn't we, we see them like just banging axes together in like a montage yeah. as he's driving it, to the yeah. grocery store there is, and i gotta there's, imagine there's Sorry, Rob, just real quick. I got to imagine that there's got to be like coffee and cake or something at once. Because like, how do you get all those people together without that? You know, what I mean, like it looks like <laughs> elected officials, possibly cops. Yeah, um, right. Dude. And then there's dope. like prison people fresh out of prison and like, yeah. like just a mix of different people. Yeah, there, there is a reason. Be something enticing. Yeah,
0: there is a reason why, like, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense because there was two huge cuts in this film. Because this film was actually supposed to be a little over two hours. Interesting. Yeah. And so then they cut it down like by 40 minutes. It's an, and It's then, less than
1: an hour and a half. Yeah. 40, and, then,
0: and then Top Gun came out. And so Stallone cut it down by another like 10 minutes. So it would be able to play more. Like so that he would have more viewings every day. Oh,
1: like in the theater. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. It so, so it, yeah, that's why like, if there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense also, that's why. Because there actually was supposed to be more violence and there was supposed to be, supposed to be more like kind of talking about the like, cult and their purpose and like what was going on.
1: Yeah, I would have liked a lot. I would have liked to see more of the inner workings of the cult. Right? Definitely, That's definitely like something that's interesting. I'm I'm interested in these villains who are like a new world order sort of. Um, I don't I don't exactly understand what their plan is. Like uh, so the night slasher is killing women or like innocents. Just randomly, and then like some of these people going out and doing shit like the like the grocery store guy, but um, in effect, like he's just shooting produce. So like I don't it's really like, know. What fuck these to... carrots. Fuck. Like, those yeah, carrots. yeah. Down with down with carrots. Yeah. Fuck this shit. <laughs> New <laughs> world order. We're all about shit. asparagus. Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> carrots suck. But yeah, I don't get it. Like he was just being scary. But yeah, like you said, John, it was probably just some just to get some exposure to get the news on him and so that they can get the word out. And then they can get more people to start thinking like, Hey, this guy's got a point. Like, yeah. Um, but I do love the way sure that plays Holy out. Shit. It's very, there's some great cheese in that scene where like Cobretti like yeah. sneaks in. I love that. They're like, and we're like, who's him? And it's Cobra Call the yeah. Cobra. Oh, you and know, it's like this thing where like he go. you know, he, the zombie squad is an interesting idea to me. Yeah. Like just these out, like out there cops that like, don't play by the rules, but we need to use them once in a while. And like, this is how we use them yeah. to do like random shit. The dirty, he's essentially work. dirty Harry. Yeah. Well, he's the guy who's like violent enough. Like he doesn't have qualms with fucking somebody. And you know, he just shoot first, take names later kind of guy. So like, um, but he's not like a dummy either. Like he infiltrates the grocery store. It's a cool setting. The ice, like the frozen food section, is like got missed everywhere. Like, yeah, don't yeah. It really happened like that, but it looks it cracks cool. open a Coors. That's what I love. The moment where he leans against the cores display and takes a warm cores and decides yep. to drink them. while he's got the match in his, his mouth. That's cause that's his calling card is the match. Yeah. Marianne Cobretti. He chews on a match. <laughs> that's his thing. Not a yeah. toothpick a match. Cause he's cause, hardcore like that. Yeah. This is before razor Ramon. So like, like Yo. also, can we just like, just real quick, like Stallone, I'm look, he, he's a handsome looking dude in this man. Oh, yeah, he's, he is. His hair is looking perfectly feathered a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, he's I'm, I'm proud to be Italian when I when I watch this film. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. Italians are is sexy motherfucker. Yeah, I'm awesome. looking at Stallone. He's like, this is Stallone in his prime right here. It's Hell, funny. Yeah. My, my wife is like, God damn, he's really hot. I was
0: like, yeah, he, he is.
1: He's looking rugged as fuck in this, like the character <laughs> that he created. And you got to give him credit because it's his thing, you know. He's a cool dude, and he's yeah, got a camera. Later, we see too, so
2: you kind of get a feel for him too, because it's like uh, how they. I, I, I love in the next shot when it's like him at his house, right? And it, he's got like that. He's got the the gun cleaning shit and the egg and the fucking egg carton oh, in the God, freezer, yeah. though. Is that where it was?
1: Thought, like, why did they shoot it that way? It's I don't. Yeah, with his pizza. Now, do you, yeah, you guys uh, was cut your You're leftover pizza with a
0: pair of scissors? Why did
1: they like that? That was a choice that was made. Why? Uh, Yeah, that that was, yeah, because when you're watching it, just take me out of it for a minute because he goes into the freezer. Also, just uh, no, we'll finish here and then I'll I'll go back. But, um, yeah, just like he walks into the apartment. Cool. We get to see how Cobra lives. Right. This sort of like lost apartment apartment thing, like above the the Pepsi neon sign by the beach. He lives by like there's gang activity and stuff when he parks. Uh, I could touch on it right now. When he has an altercation with that gang member and he pulls his shirt off, I think that was Stallone improvising. That dude had a wire on. Yes, him. yes. I think maybe that was just a mic meant for his character, like for the movie. And yeah, they kept, but he had a mic on. Either that yeah. or his, like his buddies would have been like, "Yo, bro, are you fucking a rat?" Like,
2: see, that's dude. what that's what that's what my thought was in that scene. Was like, oh, uh, he he knows him. He's fucking with him, and then he like he's trying to act tough in front of his guys, and it's like. Fam,
1: you're a fucking weasel. Look, bang. I almost feel Thank like you. Stallone improvising, like just to seem a little tough in that scene, that, like, that
2: makes more Fuck. sense when sure. you say that. But uh, expose the, hot, the <laughs>
0: mic that he had.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for the audio. Either way, I noticed it. I was like, oh, oh
0: shit. yeah. 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 I, I Yeah. It, it's I have to imagine that it was either. Yeah. It's one of those things where like Stallone's just improvising and it was like, yeah, that was his like yeah, mic for the for the take. Or it, maybe it is like it was uh, like he, that guy is undercover. And he's like fucking with them. It's like, you want to talk shit with me? You know, it's like, all right. Yeah.
2: That's me definitely shooting the movie some bail, right? Because I, I, I've i talked about this before in the past on, uh, on Waxing. But p- for me, it's pretty hard for me to not like a movie. I grew up with this guy who was a good friend of mine. We used to watch movies all the fucking time. And he was just the ultimate fucking snob. Like when it came to movies, like we'd watch a that. movie... And it's like, if this if this movie doesn't make me reconsider my life, it sucks. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like from like after dealing with this for like years, finally, I was just like I would like even if I watched a movie and didn't like it, I would fucking pretend like I liked it just to irritate this guy. Right. (laughs) at, At this point, it's just like. Uh, movies are just supposed to take you out of whatever bullshit you're dealing with at the moment, right? Uh, uh, is how I feel about movies. It, it's it's supposed to be able to, for, for you to take your mind elsewhere and to just vacate your problem. And as long as it does that, then it's fucking successful.
0: I, I am Gerard uh, I Butler for one year. Are you not entertained? That's how I
1: I am. I think it is that like a good movie is that, but also like they, like a film can be art also. So like, yeah, yeah. Somebody getting on their high horse, but nobody wants to hear that guy go on a rant about like why something's trash or whatever. Like you're still watching it. So
0: I gladly love making fun of films that are just like, they're, I know they're bad. Like they're not good, but I enjoy like making fun of them and like, kind of like, you know, kind of poking holes and like some of the weird stuff in there. Like that's fun. too. but it's not button. because I hate the film. It, it, I I it, I, I kind of do the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing. I'm not making fun of the film. I'm honoring the film. And it's like, it's kind of weird idiosyncrasies that it has. It's like, we know it's a bad film, but you know what? Like these
1: guys made a film and we should honor like what they did. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, There's some good quotes in this film too. Oh, for uh, sure. We're talking about the grocery scene. Just in that alone, there's a, Hey dirtbag, you're a lousy shot. I don't like lousy shots. Oh, as Cobra berates him <laughs> over the intercom, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, um, don't come closer or I'll blow it up. As the gunman threatens to kill to Cobra, which Cobra replies, "Go ahead, I don't shop here." <laughs> <laughs> There's like a reporter too in that scene where he's like, the reporter goes, "People are entitled to be protection by the law." To which I really thought Cobra for a moment was going to go, "I am the law." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, just real quick on that scene, and any scene in general with his glasses, props to whoever was in charge of Stallone's shades in them. Like <laughs> yeah. the way they shot him and how clean they were, like the reflection on those things was just money every time. Like well, you never saw a camera in them, and you just like it gave a cool perspective to some of the like you could see the scenery. Like when he's in the grocery store, you can see what his surroundings look like through his glasses. It I felt that,
0: real. Like you it know, felt. like
1: you would wear glasses into a situation like that is kind of dumb in my opinion uh, yeah
0: but who cares like it looked awesome but he's cold he looks awesome it's the 80s yeah the uh was it the other like detective that gives him like a bunch of shit that is the uh that uh that character's is andrew robinson he's the he's the uh um scorpio from uh dirty harry oh nice so if you if you guys have seen dirty harry if not then we'll definitely talk about it sometime on the- you haven't seen it john come on yeah no, Jane. Okay, we're sure, gonna, do- gonna go on oh, the fucking show. Gonna add it to the list. There you go, folks. Now you're learning. This is how the sausage is made. I yeah. Up. So uh yeah, because his partner is uh uh Tony Gonzalez. He is Chico from that's uh Dirty Harry's partner in the in Dirty Harry. I like and, Gonzalez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh his name is Rennie Santoni, the character the actor, and then Andrew Robinson, who plays Detective Monty, who's a fucking dick bag.
2: Yeah, real um, cocksucker.
0: Yeah, well, he's a cocksucker in Dirty Harry too. He's the bad guy, Scorpio. He's a fucking
1: psychopath in that What's movie. The other the guy, like the other cat, the captain or whatever.
2: Oh yeah, the kind of yeah, bigger I,
0: dude.
1: I didn't. I didn't add him on my list. Uh, um, I, wait, I have called. him here. It's uh, Captain Sears, right? Art yeah. Art Lefleur. Art Lefleur. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, he's got such a great like stern face. He right? does. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a bad, '50s like
2: baseball like manager.
1: Yeah. And if you were like, if he was your dad or like your friend's dad and you're over for a sleepover and they're like, he's like, I swear to fucking God, if I got to come down there in that basement, yeah. why are you guys still up right now? We're going on a trip tomorrow. You guys better be sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, that's the dad. You're like, well,
0: your daddy <laughs> I'll tie you behind the car and drag you.
1: Yeah, don't make me stop this car right now. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So, how did you like Bridget Nielsen in this film? I thought she was all right. She yeah. could, I think she did great she played sure. a great scared lady she did and like I liked I mean don't get me wrong like she's she's there's plenty to look at with Virginia. she's not
0: she's, she's so here's the thing she's not like Kate Capshaw from like Temple of Doom she's like but she because she's not like an annoyingly like oh I'm like this useless
1: person yeah she's scared Wait, what are you saying that about her from Temple of Doom she's useless I'm sorry <laughs> but that's I guess that's like kind of the charm of her character, but for another day, maybe. That's a, that's for another day. But I'm saying, like, she's
0: scared, but she's not useless. She yeah, does... I,
1: I did like the like the chemistry between her and um Cobretti.
0: Well, it kind of helps that they were priority fucking by the I know,
1: I know. I, I kind of <laughs> took it as if like so this film I didn't know this film was after Rocky Four. For some reason I thought it would be was it was before Rocky Four. I didn't that know.
0: Rocky 4 was 85, I believe.
1: Really? Yeah, I think
0: let me, I'll yeah, double that seems, check. That seems a little thinking.
1: early to me for Rocky Four, but then again, the first Rocky came out in like the 70s, right? Six. Yeah. 'seventy six was the first Rocky.
2: Dude, did you guys catch that this is a fucking Christmas flick or what, bro? Uh,
0: you know, you you mentioned that. I was like, yeah, it is a Christmas movie, I guess. is it? Doug,
2: yeah. there's, there's the, the Toys R Us like uh, Christmas commercial, right? Right before the fucking... Um, uh, the the news that comes on in the apartment when it, where they talk about the night slasher and then there's like a couple of different times where people are like hanging up Christmas lights really uh, and it's funny because it's like it uh, I know this all I've you know born and raised in in Northern California there's no fucking snow here you know what I mean so like Christmas is always like it looks like it's just like a sunny day you know there's it's it's typically that type of weather and uh, yeah, same
0: here same here in so
1: SoCal so. Cal, so. So I do, I
2: thought that was. When I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is this is December. This is
0: maybe it's- that's
1: why I didn't notice it because I'm on the East Coast and like that's not. Right. It's it's kind of like thing.
0: similar to uh, Lethal Weapon. I mean, it's kind of like that's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's right. It is. It, I this is technically. You're right,
1: John. This is technically a Christmas movie. Yeah. I thought that. <laughs> I, I like when movies are like sneaky, like Halloween movies. Are- yeah, totally. Yeah, because then you can have that. That conversation, like, oh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Like, yeah. because it is. So. Of course it is. Oh, right.
0: I mean, hell, uh-huh. Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis is playing. Of
1: course it's a Christmas
0: movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what did you guys think about, like, what what was the point of that character? for Detective Monty? What do you think? Like, because I, I was watching it and I was like, why As is he? So here,
0: here's, here's, my here, yeah. here's, my, here's my theory. Here's my theory. So he had
1: a role in the story originally, right?
0: Yeah. So based off of like what was originally supposed to happen, he was supposed to be like one of the leaders of, of this cult.
1: cult. Now he was actually supposed to be... Oh um, shit,
2: no way. So he was yeah, kind
1: of so, always interfering in the investigation so no one would realize that Lady Bitch Cop or whatever her name is. Yeah, was. yeah. Bingo. That okay. exactly, stock, stock. That's that was what his character was meant to
0: be. Yeah. Unfortunately, that part kind of got cut out in like the the several cuts of this film. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, he was always he was part of that cult. I he, and I I imagine that at some point we would have seen like the tattoo on him and that he was kind of like the like the head inside man in the police department because what this cult was meant to be. It's kind of like the court of owls in Batman. Like It's just like all these people in the society that are wanting to make this change, they want to destroy uh, the inner workings of society and create the world in their own image. And The best way to do that is to cling two axes together, by the way. Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: (laughs) Right. And so he he was meant to be like one of, like he was actually supposed to be revealed as like the real villain of the movie. I kind of like that. It never came to fruition, unfortunately. Like, we, yeah,
2: that's he, really unfortunate.
0: He's and he's such why a he, thats prick. why he's always so aggressive towards uh, Cobra. Cobretti is because he's always like, "Oh, you're you know, you're doing this and you're doing that," and like kind of like sowing doubt into like what Cobra is doing as a detective uh, is because he's trying to like kind of take uh, some of the pressure off of
1: him and put it towards Cobra. So yeah. that he kind of go and do his own thing, and it the just... way it's taken more in this in this cut is more just like small dick energy, like
2: right. He's... That's yeah, because yeah, we yeah, don't I know do that. that. So it's like it's for to to like that that all makes sense if the movie plays out like you're talking right, but but the fact is it fucking didn't. That most of that shit was cut. So to me, you're left with a character that just kind of to me was confusing at times. Like I was just like, what? What is it? Because he's.
0: He's that t- he, so what ends what we end up getting is that like jerk off like you know middle manager that you have at work that everyone hates huh. that just yeah, like yeah. he gets like off on like the little bit of power that he has sure. and that's, that's what we get with, with detective Monty. I feel like
1: he's meant as a foil you know what I mean like he's yeah. just like to cobretti so like we get to see cobretti is like the by any any means kind of guy yeah and he, but he's also a good cop like he's he fucking yeah he's got his He's got his fucking fingers in like the dark, the dark web. You know what I mean, like the dark world, like yeah, the belly of the city. Um, and like this other cop is like a by the books fucking nerd boy. You know what I mean, right? That that kind of guy. So like it's they're just contrasts of each other. You know what I mean? Like Cobretti's like I I don't know the, the zombie squad sounds like a cool thing. Like I wish I wish we could have expanded upon that a little yeah. bit more.
0: Yeah, like Monty is kind of like a, what is it was um, Guy Pierce's character from um, uh, uh, L.A.
1: Confidential. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, it's been a long time though. No, John, G- another film you haven't seen? Okay, we're gonna add that to the list. <laughs> Actually, G. Baby just covered it.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, to me that so that's gotta be because we get the. I know this is jumping ahead quite a quite a bit here, but we get the the speech from him at the end, right when he's talking to Cobretti and you know he says uh he, you got uh oh fuck what does he say you know, about the night i got rights too sense. right like i'm the you gotta live by the law he, he, he yeah. goes off on this long tangent and then it's like it, that would be the case if it was this other guy right so yeah, to me like cool. that's like that's who he's referencing when like he doesn't realize the zombie squads uh yeah. sly you know like nah he's built different so he he's assuming that he's gonna be this detective money type where it's like you're gonna now nah, you're gonna spare me and I'm gonna be fine because you got to do this and so oh. it, it seemed to to kind of tie to that to that character a lot and I, I thought that I thought that that was pretty interesting
0: yeah you uh, and like he was doesn't he like uh, I forget who he drags over to like that the the body at the beginning of
1: the film was like
0: why don't you tell that to his family you know, like, yeah. he, you know that he that was, that, that that was the
1: dude who got shot at the grocery store yeah. But he says that to the um to the journalist who's uh, who like the reporter, I'm saying, and that uh that like came at him like, Hey, you know, this guy had rights, blah, blah. But I kind of like that like Cobretti's like this cop that like gets job done and like yeah, uh, you know, there's some unnecessary roughness. And like I understand that's like a hot thing nowadays with cops and stuff like that. And I totally understand that in the real world, but in like in a cinematic like film like this, like it works.
0: Right. It, um, like I said, this, this is very, very light.
1: Yeah. And I but I I think the stuff that it's missing, there, there's there's definitely stuff missing from this film that could have made it better, but like it's got the bones of like a, a good film, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like it's got all the Cobra's a cool character, I like it. Like I can almost see this like maybe being remade. Yeah.
2: If they wouldn't have cut out all that shit that you guys were, that we were talking about, if this it would have be been a bad. two hour movie with all the stuff flushed out that we're talking and about, I think it's way elevated.
1: Like when those killings happened with the with the girls and stuff like that, like I would have loved to see those. Like, cause my whoever like this movie does look great cinema um, like cinematography wise, but like I'm not a big fan. There's a every time the fucking cults on screen, there's like this fisheye lens sort of thing yeah. that they do. It's weird. I don't know if it's meant to obscure, like, details. Like, so, like, when the killer goes in to kill one of those women, we get this, like, fisheye lens of, like, the knife and sure. him.
0: Yeah, those killings were meant to be much more graphic. And they... Uh, the reason why there was such a big cut in those scenes is because they were trying to uh, not get an X rating. Really? An X? Like, this is an R. Yeah, I know. But as I was saying, like, I guess, like, the scenes were so graphic that they,
1: well.
0: they... Like, because all the... Like, they were... They were mutilating and, like, raping those women, like, from, what I, from like, what I read about.
1: I like, what to the... see that, but, I mean, you could have shown a little bit of, like, some blood splatter or... Right. Well, even, you could have even alluded towards things without showing it all, but you could have still had a little gore or some viscera there, at, here or there. Yeah. Also, the, just, you know, we've already kind of talked on it, but, like, the Night Slasher's death, like... Could have been way more epic. It was still pretty cool, right? But you fill most of it with your imagination. You yeah,
0: it w- and it was supposed to be more epic. It's like it was much more grisly death for him, and like it was a much more like uh, extended fight scene with him. And it was supposed to be like much more graphic and all that. It just, it just because of those cuts to a limit, you know, not get the X rating. And because Stallone like wanted to have like more viewings because Top Gun was such a popular film coming mm-hmm. out at the same time, he's like, no, I, I want to make sure that our movie gets viewed more or it gets more viewings in the theaters. So. Yeah, that was a
1: misstep there.
0: I think it's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, that little hubris got in the way, you know. Um, like, don't worry about Top Gun. Top Gun's Top Gun, and now, like in retrospect, like Top Gun's a fucking major classic. People don't talk about Cobra, they do Top Gun. Right. Uh, exactly.
0: I, I think, think it's like better. if you would even if this is like even if it ended up being like a two hour plus film and like it was you know a little bit more graphic but like you get those stories fleshed out the movie ends up being a hell of a lot better because you uh, it's not as I wouldn't say uh, nonsensical is not the right word but like it's, it's just current.
1: better
2: storytelling
1: yeah, yeah they're, they're, aspects of this film that just don't the 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 cohesion is awful like Mm -hmm. they didn't develop it enough in certain areas uh, or they cut or they did and then cut those things out right decided not to go in that direction which i think would have been the better choice was like give me the more serious version of cobra right um you know but i do also think that this this is a product of its time this film and like i think it nails that sort of 80s that I like from films like this, you know, so I think that it also some of the negatives are positives, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah, kind of leads to that eighty sort of pop I I, I
0: I love what we do get. It's not... Yeah, like it's said, this film. is not a bad film. It's It's a fun action film like you get a little bit of investigative stuff with like some silly silly moments like like stallone cutting the fucking pizza i don't know why
1: okay so i like i really wanted to touch on that and i skipped it before but why does he cut so like we just to add on to that scene like okay he comes into his apartment he takes the gun cleaning kit and the pizza but he takes it out of the fridge but the freezer instead like right that's weird. I don't. I don't understand that. The pizza would be frozen, but whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll overlook it, uh, right? Yeah. Then you sit down and you got this like little like Bat Cave sort of area in your apartment where you can like look up like people's mugshots and shit. And you decide yeah. to clean your gun because you fired it that day. Okay, fine. He's thorough. And then he eats pizza. It's like one slice, right? Cold, yeah. and he cuts it with a scissor into like a very small piece, and then goes to eat that piece as he. We never actually see him eat much pizza at no, all. No, and he cuts
2: it in half the wrong way. Ew, <laughs> like anybody. The... <laughs> <laughs> but, like if you're gonna fucking break off a slice of pizza, you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking cut it in the middle so that it's I didn't like know a strip. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. It was a weird. It's a weird. So scene. Weird. Like it's funny. It's so weird. To me, uh,
0: the uh because so here's the other thing too. Like going back into like what they cut out, we were supposed to have like a little bit more of a backstory with Cobra and like what why he's kind of like the way he is. And there was supposed to be an element his of dad like, didn't hug him enough. It's, it's... His like dad... <laughs> no, his like his girlfriend was killed by some like kind of uh... I don't know if it was necessarily supposed to be like the cult or like someone kind of like you know a similar like... psycho. Yeah and that's why he has like his like bat cave set up in his weird his uh Pepsi sponsored apartment. You yeah. know, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know why, but, but this like this movie definitely made me want to drink a Pepsi. Oh wow yeah.
1: drinking- a nice episode of Cinemigos brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so real quick, like I how I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm I'm so I'm 42. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1980, and for me Cobras, like the image of a Cobra, they were the shit back in the day, like super fucking rad. I had a bitchin' sticker on my skateboard and BMX helmet Yeah, um, back in the day. Like any like any type of Cobra art was just all over the place in the 80s and late 90s. Like anytime you could go to one of those sticker machines in the supermarket, it would like yeah. switch a Cobra sticker. The skateboard companies had Cobras on everything, like just all over the place. There was just Cobra this, Cobra that. And it was always just like, just like the same image that's on his gun mm-hmm. on the, on i
0: still the- not like remember that
1: too like I, i'm a little
0: bit younger than you not like i'm only like uh four years younger than you like because i'm i'm gonna be well, actually no five years because i'm gonna be 37 this year and that's yeah i still boy, remember man. yeah the same thing like those i remember those like sick ass cobra stickers that were
1: so i kind of just dig <laughs> i don't know like i dig the cobra art like i don't know if I don't think this is a film aesthetically that you could put out like nowadays, like people would be like the coat Cobra. What? Right. This yeah. This thing is a snake. Like we back in the eighties and yeah? fuck. Yeah. It's a snake.
2: Right. Product of its
1: time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, Heidelberg, we, we talked about this on, on prom night, but here's the difference with, between the cop and prom night versus Cobra, you know, tucking his gun into the, like his waist belt, the way he does.
1: Yeah. All right. So like Rob's referring to an episode that I first met him on that he came on a cut above uh prom night episode. I don't remember the number. It's like fifty something. I want to say like fifty-five, maybe. But it was a great episode. Um, yeah, and I made a comment about like the cop in that movie. He's a detective and he's got like his gun in his waistband. And I said it was like some movie ass bullshit. But yeah. for some reason, yes, in this movie it works, right? For Cobra. Yeah, it does. He owns it, like cause his gun. Has a fucking cobra on the handle. So obviously, yeah, you can't put that in a holster. You got to show that shit off. It's like a belt. Yeah, you got to put that shit right, right above your dick. That's the That's perfect, right. perfect, yeah. perfect place <laughs> in the 80s as a macho male to like, you got to accentuate your dick. That's right, dude. Triple entendre. Don't
2: even
0: ask how.
1: played plated fucking cobra handle on your Beretta, You're- bro. I don't know. A Beretta. I yeah, it.
0: and here's the other thing too. Our
1: villain also stuffs his like you
0: know quote his uh, signature knife right in his ass crack at the hospital. Yes, he does, which would cut <laughs> your fucking hemorrhoids right off. i tell you That's that. Right. <laughs> and so, so Brian Thompson, who plays the night soccer, cut himself nonstop it's in the hospital. So I believe. Yeah, he he was always constantly cutting himself with that knife. Like and he's like that knife was fucking sharp, and like, and he was actually there's that scene like where he's going after Bridget Nielsen's character. Uh, was it Ingrid uh, Knudsen is her character? Yeah. Name.
1: yeah. And- that was a great scene, by the way, that the whole hospital montage of like them coming for Cobra at his house at the same yep. time as him going to the, um, the hospital with that black boot fucking shoe polish on his hair. Yep. Like, he's, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to recognize him. But I like the, the, the scene, the way it plays out of him, like sneaking into the hospital. Then the lady yeah, was great, the nurse being like, You know, you're not supposed to use this elevator,
2: yeah. Ringing him up,
1: he was about to murk her too, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just kind of like the way it played in like the like juxtaposition of like Cobretti at home, um, you know, being accosted by these dudes as soon as he opened the door. Like they knew that Cobretti was involved, so they went after him right away as a threat. And I kind of well,
2: I love that. those scenes where it's like the uh, just a- time in a movie where you get the guy right and he gets to his house. And he, he talks to the other guy and it's like, no, nah, I'm here. This is where you told me to go. He's like, and then you get, you know. Yeah, that yeah. You oh, doing? shit. Get back there. Get back. to the hospital now. Yeah. We gotta go. And then it just comes outside. Brawl ensues.
1: Yeah, I think it plays out well in that scene. And then like when she when when he comes for her, like, Rob, I know you want to touch on the the blade, but like that should scare scary. Like she looks is really, Bridget Nielsen, does some good, it's a good bit of acting right there. And that, that, scene.
0: that was, uh, you know, kind of, it felt like a little bit like, uh, The Shining a little bit with, uh, um, with, um, what's her face's character? Uh, Shelly Duval, Shelly Duval. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shelly Duvall's
1: character with. Or if and, you're, if you've ever seen the, uh, Phantom Carriage. That, uh, you, uh, bingo. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's another movie. Archaeology. That's kind of where that scene comes, from, actually. Exactly. Comes from. So, you know, kind of taking away from that.
0: And I don't know if you guys also noticed in that, like in the, the hospital scene, did you notice Rocky's shoes under her bed?
2: Yeah, I did <laughs> see that. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it said rock right on them. Yeah. Damn.
0: That's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like, there are so many Rocky Easter eggs in this film. It's crazy. It was, yeah. Pretty funny actually. So I've had this movie playing in the background while we were recording just to like try something new about like having it in the background. But it's already oh, dude, done. That's, already. Yeah, that's such a good idea. But it's done already. But like it's funny that like you may also like the the recommendations that come on after this are Marked for Death with Steven seagal which is a good. Oh film. my god. And then uh Blood Sport is another one. Oh, oh that's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. The rookie with uh Charlie Sheen and fucking uh, uh, uh Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yeah, and then Predator. Those are the first, like, four that pop up. That's,
0: that's fucking awesome.
1: awesome. Yeah, the original Predator. I, own... so I guess this movie's in good company.
0: It is. Uh, but yeah, no, that scene, like, where she's getting her, like, there. I mean, he is, like, try, br- trying to break through that door with that fucking knife, too, which is crazy. Like, that's oh. how, it, like, uh, and... Yeah, that knife's pretty gnarly. Yeah, Brian Thompson was worried. It's like, you want her face, like, right? Like, I'm... Uh, I'm uh, she was afraid about stabbing her in the face because that knife is sharp. And he's, he's like you, you can fuck somebody up going this way, you know, stabbing them, slashing them in the gut. Like it's a, it it's a you can and because like it's such the handle it protects you from the blade itself. Like you're not gonna like your hands not gonna slide the up. The entire
1: thing you. is a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Like that blade is curved. It's sharpened to the point where it's supposed to gut somebody the actual, like, hilt of it or it like, the handle, like, is protected with a knuckle guard that has, like, punk rock spikes on it. Yeah, like, yeah. You could punch somebody in the face with that end. Like, there are, there's, there's no safe edge at all. That might that. be, like, one of the greatest knives in, like, movie history. It's pretty cool. It's very memorable. Like, when you mentioned the Night Stalker, like, a uh, Slasher. I always call him the Night Stalker, too, but he's actually called the Slasher. Yeah. The
0: Slasher? Like, I, 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 I think that's Slasher what they call
1: him, idea. like, the, what they name him. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's just Night Slasher. And like, so like, we used to, me and my friends used to always talk to, like, oh, look at that van. That's a suspect van. It's like a rape van. And yeah, like, yeah. You mentioned the Night Stalker or Slasher. I, but a lot of times we would call him the Stalker because we didn't, but it was, but that's like how we would refer to the van based on him. Because like, this van in general, just like the way they use the van to kidnap or just not even kidnap, just kill people. Right. To, to ambush you, basically. And, the way that they work with the, um, I mean, like they even use just to, on a tangent, they, they even use the van to kill that uh, security guard when they go after Nielsen. Yep. And photo shoot scene that we touched on earlier, and they just fucking nail him. They like ram right into him with the fucking yeah. thing, and the night stalkers uh, slashers like kill her. Yeah, yeah. He goes in the background just talking real deep, and I like the way that scene plays out. There's that director, uh, or fo- uh, I'm sorry, not director, but uh, photographer. Who like totally tries to creep on Bridget Nielsen's character? Anyway. Yeah,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't yeah. obviously, yes, I want to sleep with you. Like, look at you, I'd be like, insane oh, if you. I
2: didn't want to sleep with you.
1: Yeah, like I'm just trying to
2: help your career. So, like, yeah. and
1: then like, scene where like she's not coming around to it. It's like, obviously, you're not like coming around to this, like, right now. So, like, why don't we go out to eat? Like, basically, like, I'm gonna talk you into having sex.
2: Right. Well, and he tells her, he's like, Just he's, uh, what does he say? He's like, just do it for yourself. You know, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't want to, like I don't get a joy out of this. I'm just right, saying, right. I just want to have sex with you to help your career. Like it has nothing to do with, yeah, totally. Say, oh yeah, like, the, I think
0: uh, it's actually a
1: hassle for for
0: like, want- quote unquote managers. Like you know, I I just come on. Oh, yeah,
1: he's a photographer, that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, let me just let me just fuck you like a couple of times, all right? Yeah. And like I like to, because I was touching on how they kill the they kill the security guard with the van. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, like, dude, let her out on the elevator. He's like, Oh, you're in good hands. Like, yeah, it's she though, bro. Like, this yeah. guy's gonna rape her basically. <laughs> um, convince her into having sex with him long oh enough that, like, God. oh, you're not into it right now. I can see that. So, I'm <laughs> yeah. just gonna stick around. We'll go out to dinner and give me another two hours of just like like beating you down, and maybe I'll convince you to have sex with me. Like, yeah, so you're shit.
0: saying there's a chance,
1: you're saying there's a chance, but <laughs> don't go for me. I'm just trying to help your career. And, <laughs> uh,
2: the, the, the cop, uh, I can't, do they? The lady cop? Nancy Stalk. Is yeah, what let's
1: yes.
2: get into her. So her, she, um so fast forward a little bit, right? We're talking about that in, in, in the van, the jump, right? And then you you find out that she's on the police force, right? She's kind of feeding the night slasher this information. Like we, we got her, we know where she is.
1: Yeah, because when they see Bridget Nielsen's character, they're like, what's her plate? Witnesses. Right, get
2: the plate. Yeah, get the plate. Yeah, yeah. um. And I, it, it was funny to me that that the zombie squad doesn't like I, how you could not know that she was the lady because they, they go out together. Right. And then the, the, the truck bong, they smash into the car and then uh, Night Slasher and some other uh, grunt. Right. They're they're driving after Cobra and uh, Knudsen and they're, they're going. They end up getting away. And then they turn around, and he's like, "Oh, somebody, somebody on the force is uh, is is giving away the information." And he's like, "Can you yeah. prove it?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, dog. We we set out to do this. They're they're clearly watching us. And then and then they bring her the second time when they go to the other city, and she. I just I don't know how they didn't how." I don't know. What do you guys think about I,
0: So I almost wonder, like, because of, like, what I talked about, how, like, uh, Monty was also supposed to, be, supposed to be part of this group, too. And I'm wondering if, like, in the original story, if, like, there was supposed to be, like, they're not really sure exactly. They know somebody on the force is did they, doing it.
1: Did they film scenes with these, like, story beats in mind and then change it afterwards? Or did they change yes, it? Yes, so they did. They actually did film all of this stuff, and because
0: oh, uh, sure. because Bri- uh, Brian Thompson talks about this, like I feel like they only showed like a seventh of like what I actually did in the movie. It, and he's it, like, I, I like what came out, and it's like they it was shot beautifully and all that stuff. But, like there was actually a lot that was done that was filmed that just never got put out on the screen because of the various cuts. And so I'm wondering if, and I don't know if we will ever get that that footage. Unfortunately, I would love to see like the un, you know, kind of like cobra cut or whatever, the X-rated cut of cobra cut. Cobra. Oh, there we go. The venom cut. I like it. But uh, I almost wonder if like maybe there's some. They're not sure what cop is involved, and so like they, because Monty is not brought in, and maybe that's where Cobra's like, I don't want that guy because I he's. I I suspect him. Oh,
2: sure, sure. And they have this.
0: Yeah. And they have the other lady who is the cop, like, brought on in that, like, kind of final fight scene. That makes a lot of sense. And it's like, we're like, but like, Gonzalez doesn't like her. It's like, I always hated that bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she is a real bitch. I'm sorry. Like, she's like a character. I hate her. Um, And also, can we real touch? Like, is she a fucking genie or some shit? How does she zip around the way she does? OK, from what I know about cops is they work really long hours. Right. They work several shifts, like like they'll work three days, 12 hours, 14 hour days and then have like another four days off. You know what I mean? So here she is. She's able to be out at three in the morning killing people in the van, in the rape van. And then all of a sudden she's back at the precinct in uniform looking up the plate. Yeah. And then she's sending the plate information to the Night Stalker where they can go and try and kill Bridget Nielsen, which is, like, the next day during the same exact amount of time that, like, Cobredi and Gonzalez are out on the street, like, banging out, you know, banging on doors, looking for clues and stuff. Yeah. Um, information. And then, all of a sudden, she's... Like, she's just all over the place. She's fucking yeah, totally. doing this movie. So, we,
0: ha- we have something called Functional Alcoholics, as uh, Heidelberg. She's a yeah. functional psychopath.
1: You know, it's just... Yeah, but there's no way that, like, <laughs> what they show her doing is a, like a beat. She looks like a beat cop, or she's no, a exactly. right? right? Like, she's she could be a their,
0: She could be a desk jockey.
1: It's just the plot really, like, services her, like, in a way that's convenient, you know what I mean, for storytelling. Like, she's here when we need her, and she's here. Right. When we, and I get, like, it's a cool concept of having, like, she's the in she's the for this, like, you know, and she's also got, like, this whole relationship with, um, the Night uh, yeah. Slasher, where it's like sexual. It's also a little incestual. Also, it seems like it. That's how it right? comes yeah. across, like, for it's sure. It's like a mom and son kind of, like, he's got mommy issues. Yeah. He sort of praises him, like, as if she, he's, like, the proud son. But at the same time, like, if you do good and you kill three women tonight, then mommy will, like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe ball. it's like a hot stepmom situation. Yeah, like, yeah she like... got her head stuck in the dryer, and, like, he's totally yeah. going to what are
2: you doing, step bro?
1: <laughs> Yo, bro! Oh my god, you're so stuck. You want me to help you out? Oh, boner alert! Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, fuck. Yeah. So like, this is weird. Like, he's sharpening his knife, and she comes in, and I was waiting for him to be like, "Bitch, don't come in the room when I'm sharpening my knife." Yeah, 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 it's yeah. My knife sharpening time. Don't be coming in here. Right. I'm sharpening my knife. You know. But yeah. So I'm she crazy. comes in, and she he's like all sweaty. He's this dude sweaty all. the time. Um, yeah, she, like, kisses him and whatever and, like, tells him, like, information and, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, who's working for who? Like, yeah, like who started this club? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't picture the Night Slasher being the guy that started it. No. He was, like, the ultimate muscle of it right. all. And that's what, like, I feel like that's, that's the one thing that's, yeah,
0: and I, if we had gotten the original cut, the idea of the film, I think we would have a better idea as to how this cult got started like what what was going on but as as it stands the way it is we just have a bunch like it seems like because we have people in like
1: in that like uh empty swimming pool area, that they're just clanging axes. We have, yeah, and like, because they have suits on, that implies to me that like they're oh my god, they have like high positions in society. Yeah, it's
0: not, it's and and a We have people, in the a white guy with a suit on, the fire department in in yeah. top, you know, top level business. So like, there's obviously like you know, it reaches. It was like the
1: YMCA. It was like oh shit, it was, we got the Indian there. And he's high ranking, and we got yeah, from the, the fireman.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it's like we have, we have we have like people from every every uh, uh part of society in this group, and it's like they're trying to like you know kind of create this new world order in their own image, and we just don't really get like the yeah. how the hell did this start? Like what where where did these guys come from? Who's the head of this? You know, is it's it the
1: weakest the... part of this plot? Yeah, yeah. By, is, by it,
0: is it is it the the lady? Is it the cop lady?
1: Somehow this this movie still does well with without ex, you know expounding upon those. Uh, it those does
0: it, really, does. I, it really? wish
1: they did because they're interesting. Right. Like it's an interesting topic. The the cult sort of new world order. Like how do they become and wh- you know how are they spreading themselves and like how are they indoctrinating people to follow them? You know we get that taste of it with the motorcycle rider in the beginning. Like oh he's one of the followers that's willing to do you know crazy shit out in the world to let society know that we're out here. You know.
0: We we make fun of it, but like it's we ask these questions not because like we're we hate the film, it's because like we actually want more.
1: Yeah, I also wonder if it's a generational thing too, or like now that we have the internet and stuff like that. Like at this time when this film came out, it was like those are some of the scares that people had, right? Like oh my god, there's gang activity outside my house, this chaos, there's possible possibly panic, panic. panic. Yeah, there's p- exactly so like I feel like it played on that enough where like that was just a believable thing at the time. <laughs> totally. people, could, people could look past that where nowadays we don't look past it as much because we're sort of like, well, wait a minute. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's part of just a product of the time. You know, the way the films aged a little bit. But I feel like it, this film is I don't it, it is like a product, uh, like a popcorn type, type of film too, Um mm-hmm. in a sense. Where, like I don't think that's a negative. To say that's a, oh, a, film, a popcorn film. I feel like that's a better phrase to say than like turn your brain off for a film. But there are films like that, right? Like when I go to watch like a really high end action film, like I'm not trying to like decode shit like hitting right. meaning. I'm just I just want to watch cool choreography and like awesome cinematography. And like people like you know, I go to see John Wick. I just want to see John Wick fucking shoot people, bro. Ball awesome the fuck out? Yeah. I'm I'm you not
0: know, I'm not don't coming it. to
1: in I'm not coming
0: Cobra. to Cobra expecting like Citizen Kane or like Diabolique or something like that. Yeah, and
1: I think it services well for what it does as yeah. far as an action cop film. Uh there are definitely elements of it that we said are like odd choices and um and I know it wasn't like a huge success, right? But it was enough, right?
0: It did it did well enough. Like I think yeah. it uh I think it made back I, I think it was a uh financially successful film. Go back.
1: Oh, so one thing I do really love about this film, just on a quick tangent while you're looking that up. Um, <clears throat> so I really like the 80s to like 90s. Um oh sorry, wrong, wrong part of the notes. Uh I just really like that it's like sort of like this weird blend. Um, so it's like a cop film, mm-hmm. but it also has horror elements from the 80s. Yes, like there's slasher elements, to this film. There are elements of like her like horror sort of soundtrack where there's like synth score. Yep. and they play some scenes out where it's like there's the hospital there's, for sure horror. is a, it's horror like a shootout might open up but it, and that's the action element but the way they're setting up the scene is sort of like stalkerish like a yeah. slap- you, and then
0: yeah. you have the hospital and you have the foundry at the end. Like it's almost like Terminator at the
1: end. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I I dig it. I, I kind of like this blend that this film does with the horror elements. I like the way because you don't see it. There's not a lot of cop films from this time frame that do that, that aren't mm-hmm. like straight up horror. Like this is not a horror film. No, but there's definitely elements there where I feel like they were sort of um, borrowing from another genre uh, with the, the vision of this film. And I you have a cult, too. There's the slasher, like, he's the night slasher, like, he's a scary fucking dude. And the cult aspect to it, like, there's some definite horror elements to this that I just kind of noticed being a big horror fan. Yeah, totally. And then, then, like, there's uh, the tropes of horror, like, action tropes mixed with horror elements, I feel like. But it works. Like, I don't think trope is necessarily a bad thing all the time. No, no. Look at it as bad. If a film's formulaic and has, like, a lot of tropes, then yes, it could be problematic cuz it's not as enjoyable to watch but there's sometimes like you want to see a film like this like i want the action tropes like yeah. that's what i'm here for
2: yeah i it's funny you bring that up i literally just uh just recorded uh the other night with uh, with waxing talking about the the last bond no time to die and yeah. there's a there's a big scene in there where they they go into the forest and it, long story less long it 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 I brought up that it felt like a trope, like the type of thing where it's like you have the hero, you have who they're protecting. And then, you know, they're, they're in a sticky situation. So they, dr- he throws her into this like cave. Right. And it's like, stay here. I'll be back. And then they go out and just fucking ball out, take out trucks, shoot motherfuckers up, just go crazy. Right. And then they come back and it's like, it was all for fucking nothing. The person still ends up kidnapped and gone. Right. And yeah. It, it almost seemed like I because I, I remember when I said like it, this seems like a trope and it, it almost felt like a negative connotation to it. Like, it like just the, the the way they both reacted to to the word trope. And it was like, I I, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's something that it's that you see often in other movies. And I think yeah. that it can be strong sometimes. Yeah. It's to a me, cl-
1: it's a crutch. Some people will some filmmakers will lean in on tropes. Right. Yeah. In order to make a film and it hits a certain beats. And yeah. those are the tropes that, like, but like, I feel like they also the tro- like certain tropes of certain genres are like types of films. Um, they define the way those films are. And like there are there are films that take those tropes and then bend them or do interesting things with them. And that's what makes certain films like interesting to us like, and stand out in a genre that is tried and true where we're like, oh, what? that's different. Yeah. yeah trope is a, to me is a neutral
0: term. It's it's yeah. like you, you can use it for good. Or it can be just like, yeah, you're just using it to, you know, you're using it as a crutch or like to like, oh, you're, you you haven't, you don't have an original idea. So you're just going to like lean on everyone else's ideas to make your, awesome. your movie. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, in the end of the day, there's not that many original ideas anyway. Like, or It's how,
0: how you twist it in your own way. Like can, how not you story. idea that's already out there and like it's kind of putting things in your own words. You know,
1: can you know you, like having a MacGuffin in your film. Does it make your film bad? No. It's fine to have a MacGuffin, but you need an interesting MacGuffin. You need a hook around that, that our characters are, like, drawn to. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yep. I think this film, for the most part, yeah, it's got the cheesy, like, cop putting the gun down his waistband sort of thing, but it works. Like, Stallone (laughs) sells it, man. He fucking sells it. He's got charisma. Yeah. This is is high caliber Stallone right here, in my opinion. I would
0: agree. It really is. Uh, one last thing I had like, uh, do you guys also like to have your your foundries next to an orange grove, like in in the? Yeah, that's you know, that that's the best
1: place you want to put it, right? And like he even knew it was there, right? He's like, just keep going to the foundry. Yeah, you know, I like I, I I was like, I am
0: I in like am I watching like Chinatown or am I watching like um what do you or am I watching uh, uh was it uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man I don't know where I'm at yeah. like.
1: What do you even think about like his plan to take her upstate? Like, do you even think that's a good plan?
0: No, it's like I, I, what I mean. I guess like getting out of town and like moving. But what's to the, the end?
1: Hotel? Like, what's the end result? Like, did, did you think to take them? So, like, we never see like what he originally planned because he 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 suits up for war that night that they're in the hotel. But I feel like that is because he's queued in on what's her name. The, yeah. Oh, the lady cop. That makes it. Oh, the lady cop, because he sees her like. So he's getting ready for a double cross. That's he, right, because he sees he her, at the her. because
0: she's she's the, pull, pull out the grenades flying. and like. Oh, who are you calling?
1: Yeah, yeah. And his fucking badass fucking submachine gun. I don't know what kind yeah. of gun that thing was. Pretty badass with, when he's putting it together. I love yeah. the way he pulls well, it well, out. So,
0: I'm, so, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. You having trouble sleeping? It's like yeah, you were loudly assembling a gun right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's funny. placing grenades
1: on the table. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you
2: keyed in on that too. I thought that shit was super funny. I didn't
1: I write that you down, like, but why don't you I, come over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I could do that. You know, yeah.
0: this, this this is why they went upstate. It's because we needed to have a reason for them to have sex, Heidenberg.
2: Well, especially if you know that there's a fucking mole in your situation. If you if you if, if you know that, like, then yeah, to me it seems silly to be like. Hey uh, us 3 and and the 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 bait are we're we're fuck out of here. Uh this is where we're going. And you know that people are are actively in your camp feeding information outwards. Yeah, it seems like a, it doesn't seem like the smartest idea.
1: Yeah. And you think like possibly Gonzalez was on the other end like listening through the wall like beating off <laughs> while eating a Mars bar or something. Oh sh- yeah,
0: do that again, Cobra. No. Okay, I want to talk about that too. That guy, like, he's always eating candy. You or, all like, the junk food he came out with in his hands when he comes out of that store. Butterfingered up, dog. Dude, he's got two handfuls of <laughs> fucking like, yeah, butterfingers. His tasting candy sucks too. Butterfingers, like uh, almond joys and shit. We get yeah. that.
1: Scene. Yeah, he comes out of the store and like they, it was like a pit stop for a minute, <laughs> and like uh, the lady cops on the phone like all the time. Like obviously she's fucking calling shit in, right? I never trusted get, that bitch. Yeah, we got that moment with Stallone and the the vendor who's selling like trachkeys and like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. rubber chickens. Yeah, that's a <laughs> he's a big seller, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit of awkward dialogue. That for sure. Um,
0: I, I it's like it, it's awkward, but I I don't know why. Like that last
1: part of the film, it's just, it's so silly that I, I I just love it. Like, did you see like when they sit down and they're eating? And he's like, got the burger, and he's making jokes. She's like, "Here's your entree," uh, and he brings like the big burger statue. you want, you wants, wants, yeah, you want ketchup. some
0: fries with that ketchup? Did you see all the ketchup she uh, put on Dude, her front? Holy that's shit. fucking like, gross. <laughs> like I, I like ketchup. Part. First, first of all, you dip your fries in ketchup. You don't fucking soak your fries all in right, ketchup. So what's
1: I, what's I, wrong you, with you? You can do both. I'm okay with both. Um, I'm okay with drenching a little bit, but like you got to eat them. Yeah. For it. I'm a dipper for sure, so. I like dipping. I prefer to dip. But not every place has the cool cups, right? Right, right. You gotta drizzle. Then, then
0: like a a normal person, you just put a little bit on, a, a bunch of, like a
1: pool on the side and you dip it in there. So I feel like Bridget Nielsen in that scene put the amount of ketchup that she literally likes on fries. Yes. <laughs> that's her personal preference. <laughs> it was an immense amount of... Like, it was so much... There was, like, 30 seconds where of her just squirting ketchup. That, that is
0: a real conversation with her and Sylvester, like, when they were married. Yeah. Like, and then when they see, cut to the scene
1: of, like, the close-up of the fries, there's definitely not that much ketchup on that's, them. Anymore.
0: That's yeah. probably, like, why they got divorced, because,
1: like, he couldn't stand the amount of ketchup she put on her fries. Sure. Yeah, they had a debate over sodium. It was... Yeah. Uh, your intake is just way too much. It's all over the tabloids. Like Sly <laughs> breaks up with uh, Nelson over ketchup news at eleven. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but but yeah, they I make sweet love. They make sweet sweet love. They uh, do. They do. Um, and I'm just like, not to sound like a perv or anything, but it's the '80s. Like, show me a love scene. Yeah. Show me a boob. Yeah.
0: I, mean? I need a Especially little if, bit if of you're
1: rated it. R. I mean, yeah, why throw not? me, a, throw me a bone, a freaking bone here. You know what I mean? We're already close to the X rating. Just show me a tit or something. Not to mention, like, can we just talk about like the, ty- so the type of cop that Cobretti is when we have that fucking, we have that car chase or like, so his car is oh fucking. Oh my God. What kind of car it is, but it's badass.
0: So he drives saying, that. Car, oh, so it's a Hudson, by the way. It's a Hudson? 1950 okay. Hudson.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's that movie that Jeff Bridges. I mean, gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember what that thing. Um, but That's yeah. a Tucker, by the way. Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so he's driving that thing. There's that moment where like they're getting ambushed and like he could drive away. He pursues the suspect in a shootout and car chase with the person he's trying to protect. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just back off, bro? Like but he's like no, nah, fuck this. Here's how I do my thing, huh? Yep. Just here's the racing. Hang on. He <laughs> just hang on. And he goes into a shootout and and he drives his car his car jumps over another car at one point in an alleyway. There's no setup on how it does it, right? But it does it. He just jumps over. Oh. Then, to add insult to injury, like he's bashing this other car the whole time. She's just sitting there like, oh, my God. He's shooting this fucking SMG out of the fucking window. It's badass. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Then he jumps out. He he. We get a car chase that goes through like a parking garage, and it's cool. And the other car that he's chasing, who has a night slasher in it, gets away out of the, the, the normal exit. What does he do? He goes out the second story through the, the barred gates. Yeah, yeah. Like his car takes the, the 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 worst like his tranny would have fell out of the fucking thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't even imagine how many Rob, do you know how many cars that they have like as stunt cars for this movie at all? Do you have I know I didn't.
0: I was not able to find that information. They had to have I mean, at, least, had like, five. Five at least five. They probably at least had five. to have at least five because you have a couple of stunt cars. And then you have like the one for
1: like the nice profile. The jumps and- that this car takes—it's like a kid playing with a Matchbox car, like Dude, yeah, just launch. And like you're protecting this woman, and right. you're putting her in harm's way. They crash into a boat, and like yeah. she, she got a nosebleed. I feel like they really did that, like almost like that nosebleed looked real.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they, they like they crash into that like boat. It's like fuck you, sea pig.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crazy, just like bro, what are you even doing? Like, I get like you're from the zombie squad, Cobra, but like, this is a yeah, little...
2: it's a little too now. You're just
1: you know, oh, mommy I mean, right.
0: He does this like fast and the furious shit, like where he spins his like you know, his car around and like starts shooting the guy behind him. And like, it looks awesome, back, which is awesome. I do love it. The
1: truck just blows up.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like, he didn't shoot that fucking gas tank. He just yeah, shot the car and exploded. Over. Yeah. Head over,
1: like, the, tr- car, the truck does, like, a tumble salt and then <laughs> <it> just explodes. <laughs> it's fucking great. I
0: love it. It's, it's yeah. 80s bullshit action that I
1: love. So, um, just, uh, like, overall, like, how do you guys enjoy this film? Like, and, and how do you enjoy the ending? How does the ending work? Like, I really enjoy Thompson's portray- uh, portrayal here. I think... Um, I think Brian Thompson does a phenomenal job as the night slash. He, he doesn't really, have a lot to work with, but I think he's I can, great.
0: I can tell that, like you know, especially after watching that interview with him, like I can tell this guy really tries. Like he does care about the craft, and he cares about the monologue
1: craft. and his delivery. And the foundry is like so it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. he's and the whole like
0: pig. Yeah,
1: his pronunciation of like pig.
0: Yeah, and that was so that that particular scene is Stallone was that was Stallone's direction. It's like. All right, uh, uh, all right, uh, Brian. Like, I need you to have what a lot of spit expect. when you say pig. Yeah, yeah. We want to, we want to highlight that. It's like when he was like, we. So he actually had like a b- bunch of like water in his mouth. It's like but
1: he's right. Oh, he's like that looks better with the with the spit. Yes. Oh, it dude, you great. feel it.
2: You feel it when he pops it. You know what I mean? They're in Thank tight you. on him. You see the, you see like through clenched teeth. You know what I mean? You yep. see and the way he just pops it. Anytime
1: I'm watching a movie and there's like there's a dramatic moment and the actor spits a little bit, I'm like, this motherfucker is getting an Oscar. I like, yeah, right now <laughs> he spit, especially if it's on the face of like another actor. And that that's actor. right, love droplets. Yeah, here we go. We got best actor, best supporting actor in this. Uh, but yeah,
0: I think I think Brian Thompson was great. I like I like the the final scene between him and Stallone's character and Cobretti.
1: I think the fight could have been better. Yeah, yes, Who's well on? and.
0: Here's was the like thing,
1: though. with the knife.
0: So they, there was he's a bigger fight scene, and they did. We do in the original cut. We see him. We see the Night soccer impaled on that that hook. So like, like he, he was completely impaled.
1: So I think he still sells that scene, though. Like once he gets put on that hook, that guttural like scream that Thompson does. Yeah, um, it works for me because he's like because he's like the hardest like badass, right? Oh, and so like you see him, Stallone gives it his all, and like to lift this dude up who's he's a fucking big dude and so long as like not a slouch either but um right to yeah. see him lift him up and put him on that hook and the hook's been played out in like the background the whole time like we kept we keep seeing it yep Um, they cue it in in the foundry scene um it works like when you connect the dots you're just sort of like wait a minute they got hit through a cornfield um or a wine yeah <laughs> yeah okay whatever um whatever they're at the sound they're at the foundry now so it works and i do love the way he just like sort of uses the environment and like impales him on that hook and like he just can't do anything and he burns to death but like fuck i wish that scene was played out a little bit more man. that smelting accident yeah. i love gold i just yeah uh, I wish I seen the more. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah i overall i think the film is a lot of fun like it's uh you know, uh, knowing what I know, we do we're missing a lot of like what the initial intention of this film was. But what we do get, it is just like a great, dumb 80s action film that does have some good elements. Stallone is great. Bridget Nielsen is great. Uh, Brian Thompson is great. The side, you know, the other side characters and uh, Rene Santoni and Andrew Robinson are 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 interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't have any problems with acting. Though. I don't know yeah.
0: the acting is fine, but uh, the the look of the movie is just is brilliant. I think they did a great job there. Um, yeah, it's more of like the the story kind of like I think suffers a little bit with all the cuts, but it's I, I enjoyed it like the, uh, for what it is. It's uh it's fun, and I, I I ended up really liking it a lot.
1: I will say the director has a real thing for like shots of birds flying. there's a several <laughs> of like birds the camera like pans up and we just see birds flying into the air like i don't know as long
0: as, long as he does it better than birdemic
1: we're good yeah no oh, did you uh, you looked like you might have had something that you wanted to say just a minute ago and i wasn't sure
2: just it. the the i enjoyed the ending uh i thought it was good um overall it was it was a, I, I had never seen it before so
1: it was it was new to me yeah. uh I enjoyed it. It felt, you know, uh, also, right? What was that? No, I'm saying, Rob, it was also new to you as well, right? It was new
0: to me as well. Yes.
1: Establish that anyway. Like who's seen it? Who hasn't seen it? So like this was my pick. Obviously, I've seen it. But right. But
2: um, uh, yeah, I had a good I had a good time with it.
1: Nice. I I guess with that, um, you guys want to go into actual like uh, reviews uh, rating? Yeah, yeah. let's let's rate this bitch. All right. Uh, It's my pick. So I'll go first. Um, so some pros in my review overall I think um I think Marion Cabretti aka Cobra is a pretty cool character um you know he's not as three dimensional maybe as you might want him to be, but for the most part he's not like hollow either like he's not a cardboard stand in you know he hits those tropes as far as like 80s macho action, but whatever like I like that kind of shit. I was brought up on that kind of thing so oh, yeah, I do this one of films and we don't really get those films anymore there aren't films made like that anymore um. I just really like all the flash, too, about this character. And, um, you know, like I said, there's no, like, real true character arc to him besides getting the girl. But, you know, he's got style and I dig it. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the cinematography, especially that opening shot, like I said. And there's, like, a bunch of darker scenes, too, at points that I enjoyed. Uh, And the city looked really nice and gritty, too. I like the city look that they did um that's something that a lot of things like movies do that you don't always like maybe notice but like when there's a good city scene like selling a city in a, a setting in a, in a movie is is crucial and i think a lot of good films do it and they do it well without you realizing that they're doing it you know you watch a film like zodiac and you're like yeah
0: like yeah i that's a great example yeah I mean taxi, taxi driver yeah know,
1: exactly driver fucking- so, I think oh, this it's fucking does a decent job of Establishing like that city um, atmosphere of his like apartment and the hospital and like the police station. Um, overall, I think it does a really good job there, and I think the cinematography, like I said, was really good, like w- better than I thought it was going to be. You know I me, mean? like mm-hmm. that is that opening scene is really cool to me. I don't care, like uh, it just it, it pulls me in right away. I'm like fuck yeah, I like this image. Like I just yep. you know it's like art and it's moving art. Like even though the first initial image of, like, Cobra and the the, the bike rider fade, the rest of the image maintains that cool style, and I like the way it keeps going out throughout the beginning until we finally see who the rider is. I thought the soundtrack and score was pretty good, too, for what it was. I thought they gave, like, a a synthy horror score to a lot of the scenes, which I thought lended well for the villain in this. Yeah. Because this film, like, I feel like, relies really a lot on the villain like this is one of those films that like he's not he's not established as much as I would have liked but for the time that we get Brian Thompson on screen like he's fucking memorable man like yep. he's great as a nice slash he's imposing as fuck he's scary that knife's scary his fucking look is scary his leather skin is scary like yeah it's he just does a great job man and I, would have
0: loved to, I really would have loved to
1: have seen him in like more stuff. Like I'd like to see him that. as like a bond villain.
2: Yeah. He would have oh, been great. As bond
0: villain. I think he would
2: be great as, like, uh, like, as like, like, a sub, like one of the, like, uh, uh, like one of the sub bosses, like Batista, you know? Yeah, think... like the Batista, role. Exactly. exactly. You'd be like perfect for that. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: I put Bond through the ringer for like twenty minutes until okay. Bond gets the best of him, you know, by yeah. throwing fist in his face or something like that. Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I think Brian Thompson is like actually one of like the biggest fucking like highlights of this film, in my opinion. It's funny that this is a saloon movie, but like, man, I remember the night. Uh, slasher the most out of this film. That's the mm-hmm. thing I remember the most. That and this was cool. his breakout film, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. This, yeah.
2: He just had the time, like the Terminator small role. Yeah, yeah it's a small yeah. Role and he kind of so, like so,
0: so. John, he auditioned seven times to get this role.
1: Well, yeah, they were like follow up auditions. So, like, yeah,
0: it's it's crazy. Like they he, liked
1: him, but they were kind of vetting him.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like, are you, you know, so, Stallone was like, are uh, you
1: ready? Uh, ready are you
0: ready to be. Are you ready to be you know, you know,
1: a uh, star of a film. And Brian Thompson was like, I wasn't like in my mind, I wasn't ready. Right. But, yeah. You know what I told Salone? I said, yes, of course.
0: Yeah. I train I've trained for this my whole life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Like,
1: yeah. Which he had, you know what I mean? But he was nervous as fuck. Totally. To see him like in that interview that we mentioned and we, I, I, I can post the link in the show notes too. Yeah. That's a good idea. Sure, yeah. It's, it's really good. But there's an interview with Brian Thompson where he talks about this film and like how the directing went, how Stallone was on set, and like his just just his overall like vibe on the film and how his time was. And like it's very interesting just to see um the human side of him too, and like how he was thinking, how he, he like a good his character. Yeah. Because his character's like not super three-dimensional, um, unfortunately. But like the time spent with the Night Slasher is great. Um just to go back on my review real quick though, I gotta finish that up. Stone was pretty rad in this film. Um, and he had some corny jokes and was tough as nails when needed. And I feel like for the most part that it still hits for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this film's like. If you're like a 20 something right now to go watch it. I have no idea what you, how you'll view this uh, based on your, your views on, you know, life as in general. But for me, like this film just totally uh, it hits, you know, but I understand like, it's not, it's not as this. It's it's Cobra, right? But it's fun, um, and that's why I recommend it to you guys. It's a fun action eighties cop, you know, drama, whatever. Um, the writing though is a con. It's it's not going to win any rewards um, or, or awards. I should say it's it's not the worst, mind you, though. Um, but it is pretty tropey, like most of these types of eighty films. But like I've like we've discussed, you know tropes don't necessarily equal a negative in my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, if you were, if you lean into those tropes in a good way, a healthy way, you can make your film have a certain, uh, feel to it. Yeah. Certain and panache. Can, yeah. Panache. And you can use those tropes to, um, elicit that sort of vibe. Um, people automatically know, cause when we see tropes, we associate certain things and our brain kind of fills in the blanks. And like that helps with us as an audience with the film. Um, but and when you can subvert one of those tropes, that's when we get surprised. We're like, "Oh shit! I didn't think it was going that route. I thought he was just a regular beat cop or whatever." But you know, it is a con that the, the film relies on those a lot. Um, some of the realism is wonky, also, in my opinion. Uh, some of the gun mistakes and cars doing things that cars just can't do. Like his car takes a fucking beating. <laughs> Holy shit! The fact that that thing's still running is out of—it's crazy. It—it it takes me out of touch. But it looks fucking cool. I'll say that. It looks fucking cool, right? That's
0: what matters. It looks cool.
1: Yeah. In the 80s, that's definitely what mattered. And there is an 80 cheese to this film that I think may not hold up for some, like I mentioned already. But for me, it resonates. So with that said, I'm going to give, I'm going to really quickly just break down for uh, this, our first episode. So for listeners, our rating scale is instant classic from top to bottom is instant classic. Buy it. Rent it. Watch the trailer. Never ever, never ever watch this shit being the worst. So with that said, I'm going to give Cobra from 1986. I'm going to give it it's kind of tough, but I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a rent it. I think this is a rent it for most people. And if you if it does resonate with you, then maybe it's a rent it slash buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if you if you like genre films like this, then yeah, by all means you should if there's a good copy out there of Cobra, buy it. But I definitely recommend renting. Rob, what about you? Uh
0: well I don't know about you guys but this made me want to drink Coors and Pepsi at the same time I
1: I don't know about you I can double fisting those
0: things
1: <laughs> uh, <but laughs> something light yeah
0: I like I am with you Heidelberg. I think <clears throat> I like the uh, the way the movie looks I think it was shot well the um the, especially that opening scene it kind of looks like our our logo a little bit like just kind of like the the red sun and like the guy on the motorcycle and you know, you're not uh, like that. Cobra is that? Who is this? And so already you're you're invested in the film. Like who who? Like what's going on? What are what are we dealing with here? Uh, we got you know I think a great uh, you know kind of uh, female lead in uh, uh, Bridget Nielsen with the, uh, her character is Ingrid. Uh, cobra is awesome. We got like a, I think a great like sidekick and Tony Gonzalez, uh, Rene Santoni's character we have a great villain in the night stalker played by brian thompson um and yeah we didn't get like the we didn't get the whole film that we should have gotten uh you know like i said i talked about how salone made several cuts for specific reasons like one one was so that we we didn't get the x rating so the so the the violence was not as much as we should have gotten we didn't get as much of a background into the cult as we should have gotten and then we got another cut that didn't you know so that we could have more viewings of cobra uh as opposed to like you know top gun which came out around the same time but despite all that it's 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 a fun movie it's it's kind of a like you said a popcorn movie which is not a it's not a misnomer that that's it's totally fine to be a popcorn film. That means like people are going to enjoy it. We're going to, we're just going to enjoy our beer. We're going to enjoy our popcorn. We're going to watch the movie. We're going to enjoy it and have a good time. That's what a popcorn film is. And, but I think there's enough there where it's like, I want to know more about the cult. I want to know more about like these characters. And unfortunately we just, we don't get that. And that, and that's okay. It, it, It is what it is um but it is fun it's a lot of fun i think the story behind the film is fun uh and like yeah like i said like all the supplemental material that i've looked at for this film is a lot of fun and i'm I'm with you heiderberg i'm gonna go with like this is definitely a rented um and for a certain for a certain person this is gonna be like a like a kind of in between a rent it and buy it like you, you know if you if you can find like a good blu-ray of this go ahead and buy the film it's you're not i don't think you'd regret it I, I don't know if this is a film i'm going to watch consistently but every once in a while i was like oh yeah cobra let's what you know i i i i kind of need some fun in my life let's go watch cobra yeah. um so yeah I, i'm going to go with rent it as my uh, my rating
1: right by the way you look like maybe you should eat more fish and rice i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> no
0: well i did buy some more fish today at the korean market so yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? What do you
1: think about Cobra? Uh,
2: so for me, um, this was cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of already touched on 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 uh, my my view list of it, right? I really fuck with Brian Thompson, uh, Shao Kahn. Mm. That shit, that 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 alone sold it for me, right? Um, I think I'm a little bit just behind you guys. I think this is a a, a watch. Watch the trailer right and okay. if, it, if, it, if it interests you then go ahead and rent it i think oh, i think it, right. i think i think give it i think give it a shot first go to the youtubes right uh pull up the old cobra trailer give it a watch and you go hey if this if this piques your interest then go ahead and rent it that's that's where that's it's where i'm part leaving.
1: where i wish uh, like we should play the trailer but that's yeah. not that's a good idea i don't yeah. even know how the audio uh i mean how the trailer is to be honest for this film oh yeah yeah I'm we, should that, Let's play, we should play the trailer of these films
0: after you know, at at either the beginning or the end I like that idea yeah
1: yeah that's a thought
0: and then like as we because i I assume that we're gonna introduce the film uh that we're gonna be talking about next week we can play the trailer for that to start off
1: yeah yeah I was gonna we're gonna we'll uh, talk about the film for next week when we sign off
0: but yeah I think that's uh, yeah I I that's not bad uh there John I it's it's a, so you're, you're between just watch the trailer and rent it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think so. I think, uh, for me, there's a, I'm usually not a big trailer guy for the most part. Right. If, uh, if I, if a movie's coming out and, uh, I, I have any kind of idea about it at all. For me, it's like, I want to try and go in as fucking blind as possible most of the time.
1: Right. right? Yeah, um, trailers from this time, this era too, like don't really show you much anyway. Right. They right. don't. Yeah. Nowadays, they show you everything.
2: Yeah, man. A trailer now, like when you're sitting in the movies and a fucking, they, they show you a minute and a half trailer where they introduce every character and tell you what the plot line is and then basically just leave you with a cliffhanger for what the fucking ending is. Like, that's like, I don't need to watch
1: that. Yeah, it doesn't interest me. Yeah, Not to mention, like, so, like trailers in the movie theaters used to be like the shit. Like, there was a time where I wanted to get there in time to see the trailers because that was the only place you could see those. Right. But nowadays, those things are out on YouTube. Oh, before the, I've yeah. gone to the theater. So, all the trailers that I see when I'm in the theater, I've already seen them on YouTube. Like right. I've already been introduced to my social media and like linked yeah. somewhere, and I've been cued into it as a fan of these sort of things. So, like, most times when I go to the movies now, I know I have a I have a 25 minute buffer where I I can be late. Totally, my seats assigned, and then um, you know I know that there's 25 minutes of trailers that like because I go to the movies a lot. Like I've seen them all already, so there's nothing new. But back in the day, trailers were the shit.
0: I yeah, dude. The day, like where I had to elbow old grannies out of the way for like the best seats, and like, oh,
1: yeah. yeah, I it, remember it, those I days.
0: People don't know it's on the weird. internet. So I like it's like, oh yeah, fuck, I got to be I got to be there early for the trailers. I got to be like in the Basically front. I look line. my
1: movies up in a newspaper. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. So uh, okay, so we're kind of like around the same area. It's a rent it, watch the trailer, rent it if you're interested, and if you really like it maybe buy it. Yep. If there's a cool copy of it, you know, um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun film and you know, it, it's, it's, it, it sits well in it's in its era, the, the time frame of when it came out. And I think it holds up pretty well yep. for the most part. I agree. It's entertaining. And that's what we want here, right? We want to right. be. So, uh, with that said, um, real quick, I was thinking maybe we, uh, we talk socials on, because um, we all have uh, different projects that we're into. Um, John, you, you said you you like to stream um, uh, old school video games as oh, well yeah. as newer stuff. Um, where can people find you if they, if they like what you're doing? Besides Cinemigos, where else can we find you?
2: Yeah, so I am on Twitch at twitch.tv slash kinetic underscore onslaught. That's O-N-S-L-O-T. And uh, typically I go uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, uh, 5.30 to 9.30, Sundays, uh, 12 to 6, just kind of depends. Um, but NES, uh, right now I, I just play NES on, uh, uh, during the week, and then uh, Sunday's kind of a variety day. Uh,
1: you have like all these different methods of streaming old school games. You know, me? Like you can literally play like a Game Boy game and still stream it so people can see like you playing that sort of content i think that's interesting it's a bridge between like old technology and new technology in the way like it's i don't know it's just sort of cool to see that that, and there's a market out there for people oh yeah it's awesome dude
2: i real quick i just want to bang this out because a lot of people usually i tell them this and they just they don't fully understand the concept of it so i it's i people come in you can pick the game uh Five subs, you get five subs, you get to pick it. These are the games I play them beginning to end. We finish them, uh, bang this list out real quick. So far on the NES, we've beat DuckTales, Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3, Zelda 1, Metroid, Bucky O'Hare, Little Samson, Battle Kid, Zelda 2, Castlevania 1 and 2, Final Fantasy, Battle of Olympus, Guardian Legend, Gargoyle's Quest, Battletoads, Ghosts and Goblins, Little Nemo, Dream Master, Mighty Final Fight, Fox's Peter Pan, Kirby's Adventure, Hook, Dragon Warrior, Street Fighter 2010, Turtles two and GI Joe, a real American hero. People, these
1: are not easy games. No, no they're not.
0: And I'm gonna have to like some of the hardest games out I'm there. Have to have to do I'm gonna have to have you do Metal Gear? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, <laughs> yep. to, you take your free time on a weeknight and go and play these games that could make you want to throw something at the wall. Oh yeah. There's
0: a few of those games where like I want to fucking kill myself playing these, like because Ninja Guide. Like one, two, and three are hard. They're yeah. really
1: hard. Yeah, and a lot of these games are about memorization. It's hat. exactly what they are. Yeah. Um. So if you're good at that kind of stuff, then yeah, you can excel at these things. But yeah, it's still a lot of hard work. Yeah, I love it. I, I love- that you, yeah, you put these things out for streaming. Like that's that's really cool.
2: Yeah, and that's the idea. Just c- come on by, talk shit. You know, what I mean? Everybody's
1: streaming fucking Fortnite and like Call of Duty, but you're Yeah, exactly. Streamer. Yeah. What? You want to see me go into Metroid? For yeah. Them? Like, let's do it. We're going to take a like that. That's why I think you're good for this show, too, because you have interesting taste and in, like other things outside of just modern times. You know what I mean? You
0: and I oh. have both done Metroid uh, there, John, and that game is fucking hard.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but if you beat it right, Samus has a bikini on at the end. right? Okay,
0: right, it. brother.
1: <laughs> anyway. Uh, Rob, where can listeners hear you as well? So,
0: uh, best place you guys can find me
1: uh, is with my other podcast, Circle of Jerks.
0: Uh, on Instagram, we are Circle of, at Circle of Jerks. On Twitter, we are at Podcast COJ. If you want to reach me personally, because I'm always talking about movies, games, whatever, um, I am at Robo Rice. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm always talking about the stuff that we're talking about here on Cinemigos. So.
1: Where can people find Circle of Jerk stuff?
0: Oh, we are on YouTube. Uh, that is where our our uh, it's I guess technically it's not a podcast. It is more of a it's video a cast.
1: It's a podcast, uh-huh. but it has visuals,
0: Yeah, we do a live stream every Tuesday called Nocturnal Transmissions. We uh we do a um we do have our main show that we have like guests on. We just released our episode on the Steel Helmet. Uh, we also, and, uh, we did, was it the golem and the seal helmet the last couple of weeks, we we're going to have Heiderberg, uh, episode on aliens coming up here in a couple of weeks. I hope
1: so, man. It's been a long time since we, well, well
0: my yeah. boy, Andy, uh, kind of fucked up on the order. We, we had talked about an order and he didn't really, he didn't release it the way that we had talked about. So anyway, they
1: our alien.
0: Yeah, so we we do have a release on uh, our review of Aliens with Heidelberg.
1: That was a fun conversation.
0: A it was a great it's conversation. Bad. We just released this past Monday with um, uh, Santa Claus on our review of the Seal Helmet and uh, my boy Dan the Man, who is a uh, he. Uh, we talked about the Gollum, which is a Jewish horror film, and he's a Jew himself, so he talked about a lot of the lore of the Gollum. On that film, and it's it's really a great uh, great discussion.
1: Sounds cool. Sounds interesting. What about you, Berg? Oh, what about me? Thank you for asking, John. Uh, me, I I am uh, one third of a podcast called A Cut Above Horror Review. You're part of a triumvirate. Yeah, where we review all things horror. We just recently hit a hundred episode milestone. I did. Pretty proud of that. Um, <laughs> it's sort of the inspiration for why we started Cinemigos. I met Rob through that podcast. He's been on two episodes. I've been on several episodes of his and John, I met you because I know G baby from and the corpus and I've been on his show. He's been on mine, but also we know each other through the Slack chat for straight chillin. And I know that you're a good friend of his and just like G baby's good people. So if yes. he likes you, then I, I know that I'll like you. Yes. Um, and I just i, I thought you've been excellent on the episodes of uh, Wax and the Porpoise that you Absolutely. so yeah I was just like I thought it would be a great idea to get together and do this show together. Um, Cut Above is a horror movie review podcast, though only horror, and um, we we have a weekly basis episode release um, every week. We skip. You know, one of us picks a movie and we cover it. We have some theme months here and there we're planning on. And we have some collaborations we've done with other podcasts. Uh, but yeah, check us out. Uh, we're on Instagram at cutabove, one word, dot horror underscore review. We're on Twitter at cutabovehorror. And we're on Facebook at a cutabove colon horror review. Um, and yeah, you can catch us on any podcatcher that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, um, check out Wax and the Porpoise. We've mentioned them several times. They're a friend of ours. Um, They're great. Uh, when, when you eventually do uh, maybe work in a guest host on San Amigos for right now, it's going to be the three of us. But when we do maybe get a guest on um, Steve and G baby could be good guests, yeah, yeah. either together or separately. Um, they have a great, great show. And you should check them out. Also check out all our other projects that we just said. Just a hammer it home,
0: what are we? What are we going to be reviewing next time on Cinemigo, John? Next week is your pick.
2: Yeah, so uh, next week I'm excited. We're going to dip into Machete. Uh, it was uh, kind of a, a spoof trailer in between the uh, Grindhouse, uh, Planet Terror, and uh, Death Proof. Uh, they did these like fake trailers, right? And that was one of them. And uh, ended up becoming a film. And it is. Amazing, and I can't wait to get into it. It's going to be a real good time. That shit is... You want to talk about tropes and jokes and funny shit? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, we'll definitely have some of that conversation on that one. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a good pick, Machete. I've seen Machete, and I also saw Grindhouse, and I'll touch on it when we cover it, but I saw Grindhouse in the theaters, and that's it's awesome. one of my favorite uh, theater experiences.
0: I haven't seen any of that stuff, so that's why what, that's what we're going to be oh. talking about it.
1: Yeah, I want you to watch the entire Grindhouse. Yeah,
0: so, I'm I'm gonna get into that.
1: So that, that gonna, is the so way I recommend. Honestly, to be honest, I know it's a lot to ask, but like if you can just watch Grindhouse as a whole, that's the way to watch. Not just not watching Death Proof separately and then Planet separately. Like that's the best way to watch is Planet first, the fake trailers, and then um, Death Proof. Like if you, well, could, I'm, a,
0: like, I'm a, on vacation that. right now, so that is my goal.
1: I'm gonna watch all of it. Very odd that they separated them. A dude,
2: I was so bummed when I went to go buy it and realized that it was fucking too complete. Like It was like, well, if you want it, you're going to have to
1: buy two separate I have matches. the complete one. It oh, was dude? A that's- that came it's a limited collector's edition. That's so dope. So it's got the entire thing on one disc. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I realized like shortly after, yes, when they were like all introduced to like, Blockbuster video, it was Death Proof by itself and then Planet Terror by itself. Fucking bullshit! And the fake trailers were like cut out or only attacked yeah. one of them, so it was like really weird that they would do that. Yeah. I think it was just a way to the, the Wine Scene thought about making money, um, films sure. um, because it didn't it didn't make a lot of money to begin with. Um, you know, it's it's a very niche sort of thing, but it was amazing. It's a it's an amazing, it's an amazing film. Um, but we should touch on that definitely when we do the episode.
0: Yeah. So what I, what I found if like if you're listening and you want to kind of Follow along with us, which I'm hoping that you'll do. The trailers themselves are up on YouTube. You can watch all the the fake trailers, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the. I had to rent both films sepa uh, separate or all the films separately. You know, both the uh, you know Planet Terror, uh, Death Proof, and Machete. They're all separate, so you know, it's, which is fine. I don't mind doing that. I'm just that is gonna be like how you're gonna have to view this film, but that's how. I think you're going to get the full experience of what we're going to be talking about next week.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, so just uh, to touch on our socials, because we didn't really plug our show, Um, you know, we're new, but we do have socials. Uh, For Instagram, you can catch us at Cinemigos, one word underscore podcast. And Rob on Twitter,
0: we are at Tracy Cinemigos, T R E S Cinemigos, uh, C I N E M I G O S. If you have any suggestions uh, for films, go ahead and hit us up. You know, maybe it's something we haven't seen. Maybe all three of us haven't seen it. And
1: that could be something that we talk about. On Uh, That's cool.
2: That would be an interesting idea. Yeah. Once a month. That is the uh, main
1: theme, is that like at least some of us haven't seen a film. Like we can't, we're not reviewing stuff that all of us have seen. Right. That's the main, the main thing about our theme about our show is uh, introducing somebody to a new film. Expanding horizons and becoming better cinemigos. Bingo. Yeah. So, with that said, I'll sign us off with You Are the Disease and We Are the Cure. Good night, pigs. Hey, badges. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges.